rdtdaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. All right, everyone. Good evening, everyone. Yes, yes, yes. My name is Tara Devlin. Let me see. What the hell's going on? I, fe I feel like my mic isn't working. That's better, right? Hello. All right, hold on a second. Okay, that's better. Hi, we meet on Saturday evenings usually. I have been trying to do these weekday specials, so we'll get in touch with each other more often and hopefully find more listeners, viewers, or whatever, and build this community. Good evening, Jim. Welcome. I see some people getting into the chat room. So we, we have a chat room at, at YouTube. That's where a lot of people hang out. We're also broadcast on, or it's not even broadcast, whatever you call it. The show is going on Facebook, YouTube, where else? Um, Twitter, it's out there. It's on, we have a Twitch channel. Somebody, actually, who was it last week? One of the viewers said, we should get a Discord channel. And I wanted to ask, what do you, why? I have, I actually have a Discord channel. So, but I'm not sure what would be the advantage. Wanna, can you send me an email and give me a bit of an update on what you think? Why we should do that? I could, I could definitely put Discord. I already registered on Discord, so we we can get there too. Anyway, whatever. Trying to make it easy for people to find us and hopefully grow the show. And if you like to support liberal content, please become a patron at Tara Devlin. I mean, yes, at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. And whatever else you can do. Buy some merch. And, okay, uh, here comes Tara Jr., of course. Come on up. Come on. Just get it over with. Just jump on up. And uh, yes, my this is why I ask you to support the show because we're the show is done in my home, so and we have I have my two cats here, and they become part of the they do become part of the show, right, Junior? What what do you think? Do, do you hate Trump? <laughs> Are you you're normal? You hate Trump like any normal human being. I trained them well. It doesn't take, it's like out of the, it, it's like children and animals out of the mouths of babes. They, Trump, Trump is a sociopath. He hates animals. So why, of course they hate him. They hate him right back. He's a disgusting person. All I remember is, not all I remember, but one of the things I remember is that when he went to Japan and he ate shark fin soup. Uh, that's all you need to know about that that waste of human DNA. I'm not, I'm looking it up, Donald Trump, it, because that's him. Who cares the unethical, the inhumane, the egregious assault on decency and life itself? Donald Trump wants to shove something in his gigantic, rapacious gullet. Who cares? He would eat the last rare bird on earth or whatever it is. He, oh no, it was shark. Yeah, that's what it was. Shark fin soup. 
That's what I said, right? Donald Trump was served shark fin soup. Oh, in Vietnam. That's where it was. A delicacy. Driving sharks into extinction. Because it's, it's also... So, it's so cruel because they catch these sharks and then they, they just chop their fins off and throw them into the water to die. It's such a it's so disgusting and it, it is so indicative of everything that's wrong with humanity. So of course Donald Trump partakes in it. And why would they even serve that to him? Do you think that another president that had any um, you know, that had any dignity would, they would say no thank you to that. They would understand what they're doing, that they are on, that they are the ambassador of the, uh, of decency, right? Or they're supposed to be. Not Donald Trump. He's the ambassador of himself, obviously. He's the ambassador of greed, and the destruction of democracy. And today, so I wanted to go, go come on the show and talk about the impeachment. But now that I'm talking about the shark fin thing, so let's see. Just so we remember, it was this is in 2017. Uh, yes, yeah, 2017. Donald Trump. It says President Donald Trump, but I refuse. Trump was treated to a state dinner in Vietnam, prominently featuring fish dishes, including seafood. Soup containing shark fin, an expensive local delicacy responsible for driving sharks to extinction. It's a, it's a hoax, though, right? Shark, uh, the extinction crisis, it's a hoax. The, the fact that we're overfishing the oceans and the, the hand that we have, that we would, we would, we would definitely drive sharks to extinction. Why, you know, why, do, why do Republicans care about that? Because Jesus is going to come back and replenish the ocean, right? It's, yeah, it's the cruelty. He, he loves the, the delicacy. He'll, he'll, he loves that it's rare, that it's forbidden, and that it, he'll own the libs. The libs will go nuts because this is who they are. This is an entire family of sociopaths. The Vietnamese seafood soup, the dish... The fifth dish served in the seven-course menu on Saturday contained another controversial ingredient. Demand for fish maw, fish maw, also known as fish bladder, is threatening the extinction of two fish species in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, of course. So uh, why, why not eat? Eat up. This guy would, like, he would chow down on a, on a bald eagle if he had a chance. By the time the president arrived in Vietnam, the so-called president, the fourth leg of his fifth of his five-nation Asia tour, he had already been treated to traditional dishes and American favorites. Yeah, of course. What, what was the American favorite? What Donald Trump ate in China? Steak and ketchup. He, what a vile, ugh, disgusting person. China treated President Donald Trump and First Lady, well, oh, please, China treated so-called President Trump and trophy wife number three to two spectacular dinners during their two-night stay in the country, the third leg of the five-nation tour, blah, blah, blah. On Wednesday, Trump became the first foreign leader since, founding the, since the founding of modern China to dine in the Forbidden City. Prominent on the menu was stewed beef steak in tomato sauce, an homage, perhaps, to Trump's love of steak with ketchup. 
How disgusting. He's a disgusting person. Like everything else that he ever puts his disgusting, greed-centered fingers around. And now he has his greed-centered fingers around the neck of the United States. And he's choking the life out of us. So I, who watched the impeachment hearings today? It felt like a holiday. When I woke up, I felt like I was a kid on Christmas waiting to unwrap my presents. But, and it was, it didn't disappoint. It could have been, I guess, more explosive. But we knew what we already knew. Donald Trump is a traitor, and the Republican Party is irredeemable. That's the bottom line. There is no going back. Where, Where, and why should we even pretend otherwise? This is the conversation we need to have. Republicans are operating under a completely different set of facts. And this is not... No, this is not something new. This has been going on for almost a generation now, from from George W. Bush, from before. How they I remember George Bush and there was some some writer that went saying that uh, went to talk to Bush and they and one of his advisors I I'm, I can't quite remember the whole story was saying while you're discussing the uh at what we're doing we're out here rewriting the reality that's i i if i can i got to look up uh this it was a new york times article that we'll we'll still be writing articles about what they're doing while they're it because it didn't matter as what what they stand for because they have absolutely no ideology they're for instance their so-called, what is their ideology? What is the Trump, I mean, what is the Republican ideology used to be? Small government, lower uh, budgets or whatever, lower deficits, uh, strong national defense. What do they have? But uh, they're nothing but a party that protects the rich and entrenches power. And this is a Trump cult now. So they have taken what George Bush began, the rewriting of history, the rewriting of reality, the creating of silos of information where, and funneling into their dupes, into the minds of their dupes, this idea that they cannot trust anybody else outside their bubble while their bubble is infested with lies. This, and as you watch the hearing, as I watched the hearing, I, I was like, this country needs to split up. It's, it, it, it's hopeless. We will not... What, what, is, what is it like? You know what I mean? We're going to have to have a deprogramming of an entire millions, millions of states. I mean, millions of people in, in these red states will have to deprogram them out of a cult if that's even possible because they cannot be convinced otherwise that... Up is up and down is down. They are checking in with fascists who are telling them that the real scandal, it's not that Russia attacked our elections, which over 17 intelligence agencies and the, uh, the apparatus of the United States, what the, these fascists, what these America haters call the deep state, the deep state is anything that goes against their agenda. So, which is to, it's not democracy. It's the entrenchment of oligarchy. 
So they, but they'll tell their dupes that it's not reality. Reality is not what it is. It's, it's exactly what Trump tells you. And, and Trump's even said that. Do not believe what you're seeing and reading and what you're seeing with your own eyes. Believe what I tell you. And he outright said that. What you're, he- what you're seeing is not the truth. I'll tell you what the truth is. And what, he's, what they're telling their dupes is that the Ukraine, well, Ukraine, um, they were the ones who interfered in the election. What I mean, to what end? So Hillary Clinton can lose and Trump? I mean, I don't understand the whole, the entire, I mean, that's why I guess uh, it's, it's hopeless, frankly. What, like, really, why would you interfere? Why would the re- Ukrainians interfere for, oh, and I guess, what, what's the line? I guess Donald Trump, um, he beat them anyway. Is that, the, is that the line that they're telling each other? What did, um, see, these, this whole Ukraine, the Ukraine interfered in an American election. That's a, that's a KGB, that's a Putin plot you, to muddy the currency of truth once again. So he, once again, Donald Trump is doing the bidding of Putin. So Putin is laughing all, I mean, he's laughing at this entire country. He's, this, no one could have ever expected or predicted that an American president would be such a, such a subservient sycophant of an anti-democratic foreign dictator and which, I mean, Russia, what the hell does Russia have? They're nothing. I mean, like John McCain called them a gas station. A, uh, and that's basically it. They're not, it's an oligarchy. And that's the kind of country that the Republicans are trying to turn us into because you cannot have a functioning democracy with, when you have, the millions of your fellow Americans, your fellow countrymen, believing complete and outright lies. And, and coming not from, it's not even coming from the blogosphere, from the info wars, from the fringe. It's coming from the White House. So when I watch them, and, and even in, this, in the hearing, Devin Nunes going off on Ukraine, well, wouldn't the, the, the president want to get to the bottom of the Ukrainian server and, the, and crowd strike this, this fringe conspiracy theory that is now uh, taken hold in the highest office in the land and an entire political party. And I'm putting him down. Come on, Junior, get down, get down, get down. Oh, he, won't, he, he doesn't listen. Exactly. California has a bigger economy than Russia. And but so that's it's very disheartening as I'm watching the impeachment hearings, watching because there there is no it's not this point. It's almost pointless. I understand. And I'm glad that they're being televised. They need to be. It needs to be on a loop 24 seven, frankly. And it and and it just the American people need to get they I mean I mean what, I mean, I'm hoping against hope they what do they need to do they need to get real they need to understand that the Republican Party is the domestic enemies the founders warned us about there's that that's the bottom line 
it really, I, you know, I was in the military. I was in the National Guard. I took an oath. That's in that oath that says I will protect and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, for a reason. What do you call a, a political party that enables the treason of a of a Putin puppet, of a of a puppet of an anti-democratic foreign dictator who received fewer votes? Well, not just the foreign dictator. He received fewer votes, and they will twist reality to fit their the an agenda to keep this sycophant in power, so they can continue the 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 work what they call the work of the American people, which is nothing but the work of dismantling democracy. That's what they're doing when they're stuffing the courts. And they're funneling more money into the in, into uh, the arms of their friends. They're creating an entrenched oligarchy that the the same kind of system the founders fought a revolution to escape. So, and it's it's beyond belief to me. I could not believe at least you know because at least when so they refer to Nixon, they refer to Clinton. The, the at least during that time when when there was a vote to have a to to have an impeachment inquiry the it you had a true bipartisan vote yes what are you afraid of if you're not hiding something why wouldn't you vote for in it to 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 have the investigation that's how the politicians used to think but now in this this, this the last days of the American Republic, the Republican Party is so entrenched that with the corruption that they don't they are the appearance. What they're trying I'm trying to I'm I'm stumbling over my words because it's like the they are not even trying to appear like they're playing the game of democracy. They're what they're doing is. It's complete malpractice against the body politic. And I have to believe that people like Jim Jordan and Devin Nunez, do they really believe what they're saying? They understand. They get the classified, the, de- the unclassified briefings. They know what Donald Trump is. But the fact is, you, the only conclusion I can come to is that they are traitors too. They're compromised too. So you have to wonder, what does Putin have on them? All of them. Like Lindsey Graham. I know that the NRA is nothing but a money laundering front for Russian, for Russian oligarch money to, for them to influence our elections. And this is another thing that's absolutely proven. But you will not see it on Fox News. So we have a an entire segment of the population that is completely and utterly working against the not just their own interests but the interests of the American Republic. And when I was watching the impeachment hearing today, I, I that's all I kept thinking was like, we are doomed. This country is it's not the the Republican Party is irredeemable. But what about the American? 
the uh, the country of the United States. What what are we? How would we ever? It's like having your half of your family in a cult. What do you do? Do you, uh, if they will not get off the ledge, and there's no talking them down, and they will not see reality. They and they would they tr- they choose to believe completely outlandish lies, that but they won't believe the reality that stares them in the face every single day and has a history of staring them in the face. The the documented con man that is bamboozling them. They literally think that he is he, he is some kind of savior. Now, I'm not even kidding because at RDT Daily, one of our, um, our very talented writers, I'm trying to find the article here, wrote about, this is from Daryl Lucas. He is, he's really the, we have a couple of writers. He's, he's a prolific contributor to RDT Daily, Daryl Lucas. And this article that he just wrote, Jim Baker and Friends, it's deeply inhuman to oppose Trump. This is what's going on in this country. Let me just play this clip so you'll understand what I'm saying. And maybe you'll, I mean, I hate to, I hate to break it to you, but it is chilling. Where is it? Here we go. Those who hate the cross, they hate Trump. And there is a spirit of antichrist in the world right now. Do you not sense that spirit? I think it's so critical that people really understand why the hatred. Why Why the hatred? It's not normal. You see what I'm saying? Why the hatred? What are you talking about? What, What do you mean? Take a minute. To actually look at yourself, I, I understand. I know denial. I understand denial. And, and when you're in denial, you can't see reality. I, I know what denial is because I am in, I'm a recovering addict. So I've had, when I look back, it's funny now when I think about it. Because I remember when I was younger and I was drinking, like, and I thought drinking was like breathing, you know, drinking alcohol, I mean, you know. And a friend of mine said to me, this was many years ago. I was like in my early 20s and I was hanging out with a friend of mine and then she, I didn't see her as often and I saw her again and then she said to me, I can't hang out with you anymore because I'm going to AA. And I was like, what? You're going to AA? What are you talking about? I drink like 10 times more than you do. You know what I'm saying? So my denial and I was like, I don't need to go to AA. What are you going to AA for? So that was my denial. I really believed that. I, I didn't have a problem. What do you, you, how could you have a problem? I'm, I drink like 10 times more than you. There's clearly, and I don't have a problem, so how could you not have a problem? So I understand that. In now that I have been awakened, I look back at that and I laugh at the, at the denial so when you're in denial, you really, I know, I guess maybe somebody could have sat me down and explained to me, but it's always a matter of, are you ready to hear it, you know? So I don't, I guess it's the same with these Republicans. Maybe they really believe this, or 
I don't know, does Jim Baker really believe it? Do you, I guess if you continuously say it, you know, but he's such a huckster. Look at, look at the lower third on what he's selling, the Prophecy Bible Bundle, three-disc set, one parallel Bible. I mean, this is a huckster. This is a, I mean, this is a guy that sells end-of-the-world buckets of food. So when, this, there's a lot of money in the God game, clearly. The, these people, they're not suffering. And, but I don't understand the whole um, rallying around the serial bankrupt con man, the, the tax-cheating, draft-dodging, sexual predator who we have a documented history of him attacking, of trying to kick people out of buildings for, being, for, for committing the crime of, of being on Social Security and getting in his way of being able to charge buku bucks for his tacky apartments that he buys, right? And we have, he's been, he's been fined already for, for his hotels laundering money for the Russian mob. So this is not, and this is before he, uh, he became the so-called president. We, this is, I mean, it wasn't the deep state going after him then. I, what, is, what is the damage with these people? Well, it's because they've been working for 100 years to get to their one-world governmental system. And all of a sudden, this guy by the name of Trump comes along, and he starts campaigning against their globalistic system. Oh. One world system. This is, I mean, the conspiracy theories are what we should really be alarmed at. Be, these are the people that think that Hillary Clinton is running a pedophile ring out of a pizzeria, but they won't believe that Donald Trump made his money grifting his father's his father's real estate business using fake in, fake inflated invoices even though this is a documented thing they don't believe that but they believe that Donald Trump is here to stop the one world globalist system and and what the hell i, I i'm like get me the hell out of here and the first thing he did was pull us out of the Paris Climate Change Accord, yeah. which was... And, okay, this is what really pissed me off. Listen to this. When he talks about the, pl the pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord. Climate Change Accord, yeah. which was... They're applauding, these freaks. And that was their plan for world government They're applauding. I want to look. I just want to go back. I want to just want to go... Who is in this audience? Look, it's all these geriatric... Seniors, same thing, right? The Paris, the lower third says, the Paris Agreement signed in 2016 is a consensus within the United Nations dealing with greenhouse gas emissions adaptation and finance. So what? It's, it's not even uh, something, it's just, it's really far below what we really need to pull us back from the precipice. But it's, it's a community, that's what the Republicans hate. They hate the the fact that the I mean that's why they hate this country true too because you can't have a country if everybody's divided and they hate the they hate community they like I don't know what the hell I mean really they really just like themselves they want everybody to be 
uh, just like them. They hate diversity. They hate cooperation. But they like only if it affects them. You see, like all these people in this audience, all, they must be. They're not, they're not even young seniors. These are really old, rickety old people. They're, they're, they're knocking on heaven's door, that's for sure. And they don't give a shit. What are they leaving in their wake? They had their social security. They had their socialist security, their socialist Medicare. They lived, they were the products of the New Deal. They, they had all the benefits that the, the great society and the New Deal offered them. And they got to retire with dignity thanks to the, the work that liberals did. But, you know, um, it's, I don't understand. They, it really comes down to, frankly, they don't like brown people. When you scratch the surface, and that's what they're talking about, this globalism. It's scary because it's about brown people. And I don't know if you saw that article about uh, Stephen Miller. It doesn't matter whether this Stephen Miller is is Jewish and he's a frigging outright Nazi. So it's the the this the denial that these people are suffering from is epidemic among that. It has to be. It's definite group think it's it's a cult. There is no doubt. And the and it's a cult of selfishness, too. They, it's the superior moral justification for selfishness, for not giving a shit about anybody but yourself and, 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 anyth- and the world in which you live. These senior assholes, they turn on their faucets. They expect clean water to come out of it. They, 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 they have the, all of the benefits of government, of a globalist, of a collective society, but they don't want to lift a finger to, do, to make the world a better place, to leave the world better than they found it. Why are you clapping for pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord? Because you're not supposed to be conscious. See, that's the thing with Republicans. They, it's the, uh, the freedom to not ever have to think about anybody else but yourself. That's what they that that's what they mean by freedom. And that was their plan for world government because world government climate is international. They- yeah, yeah, you dumb bitch. We all breathe the same air. We have a, a climate. We all live on the same planet. But oh my god. Doesn't stop at the border. The water doesn't stop that's at the border. That's right. It doesn't. So you have to have international law. Of course. To control climate. Well, they plan to have international law that would control every nation, and they actually have put together a plan. It's a plan. It's an agreement. It's not even a law. It was, okay, we are going to try to do better. That's basically it. We're going to reduce our emissions. I mean, what is wrong with trying to make, the, uh, trying to make a cleaner planet? Even if, let's say, there was no climate change. What is wrong with leaving the world better and making renewable energy and cleaner for everyone? I don't understand what the, why they're so, well, of course I understand. It's, it's money. And they've been told by their masters that, uh, you know, to be afraid, be very afraid. It'll be completed by 2030. 
uh, which, which all, all the of those, every to. single person watching the show, including and everyone in the audience, including the host and the guest, will be dead by 2030. So what do you give a shit? Try, well, you know, don't do anything. No one would ever ask a Republican to lift a finger. Why? What? We won't. We won't bother you, Republicans. You know, you're. We know you're such great patriots. 2030, uh, which all the nations signed on to, that we're going to go together. We're going to give everybody a global ID. A global ID. Uh, Here we go. We're going to give them all a global anal rape, and a global chip in their in their uh, in their eyeballs, and they can only see uh, the Green New Deal. I mean, they've got this thing all planned out. Well, when Trump comes along and... Please, are you kidding? We have it all planned out. We're exhausted. We have it all planned out. No, people are just trying to live their lives, asshole, without you albatrosses hanging around our national necks. We're trying to have a democracy. We're trying to live in the country as it is, the diverse, the, the most diverse country the world has ever known. The one that has welcomed more Im- immigrants than any other nation in history. And that's, that's something that cannot be den- denied. So whether they like it or not, we're just trying to live and get along and leave the world a better place. Every, you know, I'd rather be sitting around watching, uh, you know, petting my cat than, than, than having to watch a goddamn impeachment hearing because a traitor is, is trying to get dirt on his political friggin' rival because he's so afraid of being of not winning the election because his crimes then will catch up to him their apple cart he pulled he pulled out the trans-pacific partnership that's the re you know even republicans have not been hated like this guy but it's because he was against their one world government and this that's it? Really? No, it's because he's a traitor and he sucks and he can't spell. And he's a sexual predator, a serial bankrupt, a racist. It's because he came down an escalator and started screaming about Muslims and, and, and Mexicans and put babies in cages. That's why. That's, and if you were actually a Christian, old man, you'd friggin' hate him too. What do you think Jesus would do? is deeply human it's satanic yes uh, i mean it's satanic you see that that's the that's the crescendo going uh, against trump is satanic this is what we're talking about could you imagine now okay look, we got to play that game what if there were a show where crackheads like these idiots were railing about obama being attacked by the Republican demons and how they uh, going against Obama is going against God and Jesus and is literally being in cahoots with the devil. What do you think they would do, these filthy fascists? It is so satanic because Satan hates it that Trump is messing up his plans. Right. Yes. Really? So Trump is on the side of goodness. Satan hates that Trump is messing up his plans. How's he? What? By grabbing pussy and shoving chocolate cake in his mouth? How is he messing up his plans? Trump is, he is carrying out the, the last days. What are you talking about? He is an agent of, of evil.
Yes. That's what's really going on there. Oh, well, thank you for opening my eyes. That's what's really going on. This is what we're talking about. So instead of reality, don't believe reality. I got what, what is really going on. It's like Ukraine. No, no, no. It's not the Russians. It's not the Russian bots infesting Twitter. Let's go on Bot Sentinel right now and see what's, what's trending. It's, the, it's Ukraine. And that is actually Putin's bidding. And in fact, one of the things Mitch, uh, what's his name? Mulvaney, Mick Mulvaney, Nick Mulvaney, which is so annoying that all these Irish people, it's such an embarrassment. Mick Mulvaney was, let me see, was a, let me see, how do I put this? Feared Putin would be mad. That's one of the things that he, Mulvaney held up missiles in Ukraine out of fear Russia would be angry. Everything, all roads lead to Putin. What's that about? They won't believe that the, the conspiracy right there, that Donald Trump was such a a horrible businessman and sucked so bad at business that the the banks had to put him on a, an allowance and that's in the we know this we there is a public record of this and he couldn't get any money from a legitimate bank in the United States and had to go to Russian the Russian oligarchs came calling and we even have his his son Eric or whatever saying oh and even Don asshole Jr talking about how we get all our money from Russians they won't believe that that Donald Trump is a greedy little sycophant and i mean they won't believe what's right in front of their faces but they will believe that they're the underlying the deep state is out to get this idiot that uh, that idiot and it's amazing how much credence they give to these conspiracy theories, this QAnon. They won't believe the real, the, the dedicated public servants, but they're going to believe an anonymous person on, on the Internet who's supposedly posting his, uh, his because uncle- this is what they believe, this QAnon is someone who has access to all this all government secrets and he's doing his patriotic duty by anonymously posting secrets on the internet and but they won't believe they'll believe that an anonymous person they don't have to hear his name they want to know the whistleblower's name in trump's uh, dirty deal in his in his quid pro quo in his bribery ex- and extortion scheme to get political dirt on his on a rival but they'll they'll believe an anonymous person on the internet that is most likely coming right from the f and kgb this is how sick this country is you understand and how we're not going to it's not going to be healed we're not going to be, oh, okay, um, let's just get a Democrat in there, and we'll be okay. Wait, oh, Tara Jr., please stop moving my mouse. Get down, get down. He'll be back in a minute. <laughs> he doesn't, 
He doesn't listen. Let me say QAnon. Come on, Junior, go back. Go back. He's gonna. He's coming right back. Let me see. Where? What was I doing? Yes, Bot Sentinel. Let's look at Bot Sentinel because Bot Sentinel is. If you go to botsentinel.com, it'll tell you who is. These are the Russian troll bots. What's trending? Of course, um, Trump, President, People, Impeachment, Chip, Democrats. These are the one words that are trending. The top retweeted by the troll bot, real Donald Trump, Mark Meadows, Donald Trump Jr., GOP leader, Steve Scalise. Impeachment hearings, these are the top hashtags. Impeachment hearings, MAGA, Trump 2020, impeachment hoax. Unbelievable. QAnon, of course. That's, uh, isn't that, resign Adam Schiff. That's trending. And the, and the Republicans know this. They know that I'm talking about the Republicans like Steve Scalise and Jim Jordan. They get the unclassified briefings. They understand that the, that the Russians are using their, their, uh, they are, you know, they're using the internet against us. They are conducting a, a targeted psyops campaign against the American sheeple, and they're and we're just as we're stupid enough to fall for it. Not us, not the normal people. The majority of people are not stupid like this, and that's what the Republicans forget. Unfortunately, they have made it so that the people who receive fewer votes have power, and they're entrenching it further by ensuring that we won't have access to do anything about it. Let me see. I'm just trying to... Come on, Junior, sit down. Chewing on. Okay. <laughs> Junior. I'm sorry now he's mad at me. Look at this. Can you relax, please? <laughs> Look at this thing that is... It's like... Hello. Say hello to everybody. Nobody wants to hear this. Listen to that. He's so cute. That's good for your blood pressure, actually. Cats, purrs. Let's see. QAnon is trending. QAnon awakening is like DNA. Need all the correct base pairs to work. You need to love and understand every group of people. This is, these are what's being what the, this is what's being tweeted out by the QAnons. They know what's real. Not us, though. Not the real. Not reality. Not that Donald Trump is a greedy little grifter who would sell his mother down the river for, for to get in good with Putin and. You know, keep his money flowing. Not that he's he's such a greedy little bitch. That's what it's about. They won't believe that, that he's just greedy his entire life. He's just been a greedy little grifter. And now he has an entire po- political party of people who don't hate, who don't like this country to protect him. I'm just looking up something here. Let's see. 
Donald Trump. I thought I had Donald Trump going, I'm greedy, greedy I'm greed, so greedy. Not that we need to hear that. Remember that? Remember his, uh, I'm so greedy, 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 like he was uh, having an orgasm. Greedy, greedy. Oh, here's his, here's a clip of his, speaking of the disgusting Trump cult, here's a clip of Paula White. This is the spiritual advisor to Trump. Lord, you have a mighty arm. Your hand is strong and your right hand is high, according to Psalm 89, verse 13. So stretch out your arm and deliver President Trump and rid him of any bondage that the enemy would try to bring against him, according to Exodus chapter 6, verse 6. But let, let favor be upon him and let your right arm bring him into the possession of the Lord, according to Psalm 44, verse 3. Thank you, Lord, for your hand establishing him and let your arm strengthen <laughs> President you. Trump, according to Psalm. Thank you for establishing him. I mean, get me the F out of this country, really. This is These are the people that you'd never give power to. Why would you give power to somebody like this? They're lo- they have lost their minds. Somebody who makes this woman her, his spiritual advisor? And you have an entire millions of people following this woman. After 89, verse 21. And that's why I want to get the hell out of here. Wait, let me fix this microphone. Oh, brother. I want to look at the chat. Let's see what's going on. Jim Jones followers knew that they were poisoning the... They Yeah, they were poisoning the Kool-Aid, and they drank it. These are the fools that we are dealing with. That's right, but you don't make them your standard bearer. No one ever put Jim Jones in the White House. And if he, Jim Jones was in the White House, Republicans would bend over backward to ensure that he remains there. As long as they're getting, I don't know what, they they get to keep their cushy jobs? Is that what it's about? They don't want to be primaried, and they want to get their judges in there. They want to, in, and what what that's about, it's not just because they don't like abortion or whatever. Who does? Nobody likes abortion. This is the other thing I hate, hate about Republicans, because the, the hypocrisy is in regard to everything that they touch. If you don't like abortion, nobody likes abortion. But, you know, these Republicans are supposed to, they, they, it's supposed to be all about freedom. So get your filthy, disgusting, greed-centered, sycophant nose out of a woman's private medical decisions. Because that's what that's, that's about. You don't know what's going on in somebody's life. You don't know why They're, they choose not to bring a pregnancy to term. There are many factors and these filthy Republicans, these misogynists, they don't give a shit about babies. They like birth. They like control. And they also like the return on investment they get for harping on it. Because if they really didn't like abortion, they would promote the policies that actually reduce abortion. Like universal health care, universal higher education living wages, all of these things, education. That's what they would be promoting if they didn't really like abortion. They just like the return on investment for, for pretending 
that they don't like abortion. What they because they hate they don't like life in general. They hate life. They like themselves. They like they they're greedy. They and they supposedly love Jesus so much. I don't understand. They're so but they're all about the world, right? Like this Paula White. She's not hurting. She's she's riding around top class, my friends. She's not you know, suffering. She's not following the dictates of her so-called savior. And she's uh, giving her money to the poor. No. She's, she's t- sucking up to a greed-centered sycophant. Greed is the only value that these Republicans succumb to. That's what they're, try- that's what they're doing to this country. They're poisoning it with their vile ideology. It's not an idea. It's not an ideology of American e pluribus unum. It's not an ideology of the an enlightened society at all. It's not an an ideology of a great society. Do you think? Don't you think that the Saudis think they have a great society too? Were they locking women up for driving? No. Yeah, of course they do. But this is what these republicans are trying to do here they're they're trying to dismantle everything that really makes this country great because they never liked what this country was about and is about they which is you know e pluribus unum you pledge your lives fortunes and sacred honor to each other that's they can't handle that because they're greedy they don't, and you know, these for these people who supposedly love Jesus so much, they they really are afraid to meet him. They they're all about the worldly possessions. I'm just listening to my microphone. I hope it sounds okay. You know, if you really were about Jesus, because I met a few people in my life, you know, who were who were Christians, and some of them, you know. I mean, I've met a lot of hypocrites that profess to be Christians, of course. It's, I mean, the the poor Christians are only like 78% of the population. I don't know how they handle it, being such an oppressed minority. But I have also met those who really are Christians. They follow that the, the teachings of Jesus. They really believe in Jesus. They are, and these, some of these, people are very they're kick-ass human beings that they put their bodies on the line these are the people at the barricades that are actually trying to help other human beings they're they're following what their so-called you know well not for them it's not so-called what their savior told them to do they're helping the poor they're visiting people in prison they're giving they're being charitable they're being kind they're bringing people into the community. They're being loving and caring. And they stand up against injustice. What do you think that Jesus was doing when he was preaching? I have come here. I mean, I, I went to, uh, my, like I, you guys know, my mother was a nun. Not that when he, when, after she, she <laughs> I mean, she wasn't a nun when she was my mother, but she the, my my father was very religious. They were very they were both very religious. My parents, forcing me to go to church every Sunday, against my will, and uh, yeah. But they and I had to go to religious instruction, and I had to go and take. Uh, they called it CCD class, and 
to get ready to get my confirmation and all that. But, you know, they, uh, I know a little bit about this Jesus character that they supposedly all worship. I, I mean, I'm kind of confused. I was kind of confused about it. Of course, it fucked me up, too, because when they started talking about gays, and then, of course, now that I think about it, when you go back, when I think about my childhood, so I grew up in Staten Island, I remember there was one priest. He was not, um, his name was Father Ralph. And he, so now all my, my friends and I, we were around 14, 15 years old, old enough to get into trouble. And we would go out and, uh, you know, have somebody buy us beer and stuff. And then we would go and drink and smoke cigarettes and sometimes pot. And we would um, go hang out at this train tracks or whatever. And they, you know, that was where the kids hung out, right? But uh, you'd be hanging out there at the train tracks with all the, all you, the rest of the, your delinquent friends. And out of the bushes would come Father Ralph walking out. You know, and under the guise of ministering to the the youth, and now years later, we find out F- Father Ralph was one of these priests that got moved around. He was like one. He was supposed to be the cool, young, hip priest, but he was one of the priests that got moved around, and they ended up. He ended up leaving the parish that I was in. And and getting moved to Boston apparently, but and he was one of these priests that got uh, something I don't know. He was accused of sexual, of you know, being a child molester, and I don't I don't doubt it because he would buy not not the girls. He had a thing for b- young boys, Father Ralph. He would buy the boys beer. The 15-year-olds. Because he, you know, that's what you do as a priest. But under the guise of ministering to the youth. That's what, that's what he did. So, yeah. Anyway. How did I come up with this? Where I f- can't remember. Yeah. So, Oh, yeah. So, the Jesus thing. Yeah, most of the Jesus people that I know. I'm looking at the chat. Uh, hi-fi guy. Yes. <laughs> I like your Jesus. Too bad you're Christians are not like him. It's true. And then Terry Taylor says, any so-called Christians I've ever known are the most judgmental humans. It, I, I hear you. Most, I think the majority. I, I know a few who are not not like that. Like, I'm thinking of one of my friend's mothers, who I still know. She's now in her, obviously, she's just like 80 years old now, or 70 or 80. She's older. She still lives in the house where next to where I grew up, and I still speak to her regularly. And um, she's very into Jesus and has always been that way. And she's a very kind person, always been, really putting her money where her mouth is. And she's not a she's not a Trumpanzee either. She lives on Staten Island and among the Trumpanzees, and she complains about them. She. And so does her husband, who is another friend of mine, and they're very staunch, normal people. So, anyway, but I also know some other Christians. I'm thinking of a friend that I grew up with who is gay, and he went, he's now a priest. I don't know what, I think they call them reverends, for the Episcopalians. So, but he was always into Jesus. 
I don't know if the I think the Episcopalians are not homophobic. Yeah, some of uh, they're always homophobic though. Not that I'm thinking. I just can't stand it, frankly, personally, because it's like you have to. I mean, I I don't hate myself that much anymore. You know what I mean? So why would I be part of a religion that thinks I'm a second-class citizen as a woman and as a gay person on top of it? I don't like the whole thing with with Catholicism. I can I cannot get into that or any other religion that bars women from having leadership positions. It should be whoever is has that calling, right, and is the best person for the job. That's what you would think. And I think that that's part of what makes this world so messed up, is that we have these erroneous teachings, like like uh, like the, of the likes of Mike Pence, things the, the, the kind of religion they inflict on society. If we, it's like the beatings will continue until morale improves. That's their religion. We all, it, everything will be utopia if we all conform to their hierarchy. Right? That's what they think. Like, it's, it's the same, you know, as you understand your place as a woman and as a gay person, don't be gay. Don't, uh, and if you do, we'll throw you off a building or we'll metaphorically, uh, we'll hound you until you want to kill yourself. But that's uh, real charitable there, Christians. And then, but all of these damn Republicans, all of them, are there any, I, I guess there's some Jewish Republicans in the in in the house and in the senate but they're all christian oh thank jesus this i thank my lord and savior jesus even go on if you go on twitter on marco rubio's twitter feed i just saw that recently marco rubio it says follower of jesus get the hell out of it. yeah that's what it says right at the top follower of christ that's his first the descriptor, my my ass is a follower of Christ more than Marco Rubio is a follower of Christ. Here's, what do you, uh, this is an idiot who is protecting the Putin puppet con man, another one. All of them. He's not even protecting his own, his own state. Climate change is devouring Florida. And what is Marco Rubio doing about it? Nothing. He's denying it. Oh, I can't stand these goddamn... This is a Christian. Oh, yeah, Trump learns from... Uh, this is the Washington Post article. Trump learns that fake charities are tons of fun until you get caught. This is how much Trump is... A, he's, he's just like Jesus, right? Imagine President Trump's surprise upon realizing that a charity bearing his name did not mean the money belonged to him. So it has come to pass with the New York judge's ruling on Thursday that the president has misused money given to the Donald J. Trump Foundation and, as part of the settlement, will have to pay $2 million in damages. This is from a Washington Post article from Kathleen Parker. Not only did he use the money for himself, including the purchase of a six-foot-tall portrait, portrait of none other, but he also filled the board of directors with family members, the usual suspects, Ivanka, Donald Jr., and Eric, and at least one officer, Trump Organization CFO Alan Weisselberg, who didn't know he was even on the board, according to court documents. I mean, it's a scam. That's what it is. It's 
then because he tweeted out, oh, I'm happy to have to give more money on top of the money he gives, which it's bullshit because the fake charity had no, hadn't, doesn't give money. It didn't give money and, in fact, had no employees. It never met. And like it says in the article, people, the so-called CFO didn't even know he was on the board. It's a scam, another scam. Don't these Republicans, aren't they, you know, but don't believe that. Believe that Hillary Clinton has a, a pedophile ring out of a pizzeria or, or the deep state. Believe the deep state that uh, Strzok and Page are coming up with an insurance policy. Two FBI agents are going to bring down the entire government. An insurance, but so two people chatting with each other, personal text. They read the text the, of the entire of the majority of the American people on the night that this idiot w- ascended to the throne, despite receiving fewer votes. And most of them were like, "Get me the f out of here! This is a con man. I hate this country. This is bullshit. F this. Good night." I and I, I, it's like, oh, you really owned us there, didn't you? Okay, let's see. The man who popularized fake news apparently also invented a fake charity. I'm just trying to figure out. Oh, hold on, one second, guys. Because my my audio is sounding really weird in my headphones, and I'm trying to see. Okay. If there's, if I have a weird setting, does it sound weird to you? Hmm. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. One, two, three. Okay. Whatever. I'll just go with it. All right. In addition to the portrait, which he paid $10,000, albeit at an auction for another charity, but which later hung in his Doral Golf Resort, Trump's other charitable interests included about $250,000 to settle lawsuits involving his for-profit business. Best of all, he used 12000 from the charity to buy a jersey and helmet autographed by Den. By, de- by then Denver Broncos quarterback Tim Tebow. There were some charitable donations, such as a $25,000 check in 2013 to a political committee com- connected with then Florida Attorney General Pam Bondi. Charities are prohibited from making political contributions. And in 2016, while in Iowa at a political rally, Trump issued a $10,000, I mean a $100,000 check from the foundation to a local veterans group. Again, money from charities is prohibited by federal law from participating in political campaigns. Well, I mean, that's laws are for other people. It's sort of like the taxes are for the little guy, like Imelda Marcos said. The Post's David Farenthold, who was in the crowd, noted the gimmick, embarked on a Pulitzer Prize-winning investigative reporting, and in 2018, New York Attorney General Letitia James filed a lawsuit alleging Persistently illegal contact conduct at the f- well contact too I would imagine <laughs> no anything any contact with him is persistently illegal you, f- you come away feeling like you've been somehow violated 
Okay, at the foundation. Uh, Okay, one would think that such a very stable genius as Trump has described himself would know that charities are meant to, well, fund charitable acts. But one can also imagine that the words fiduciary duty would not trip easily from Trump's tongue. Instead, they might lodge in his throat and emerge only with a violent assist of the Heimlich maneuver. Mr. Trump owed fiduciary duties to the foundations, State Judge uh, Scarpello wrote in the order. Mr. Trump breached his fiduciary duty to the foundation. I'd say. Otherwise, the Trump Foundation was something of a ruse. The board had never met in 19 years, from 1999 to 2018, when it had agreed to shut down. Trump, though he gave $5.5 million over the foundation's life, didn't surrender a penny between 2019 and 2015. It probably goes without saying that the president engaged in his usual gaslighting, trying to make others question their own reality, and initially had cast the suit as a partisan sham. Everything's a sham. Like, even the emoluments clause in the Constitution is this phony emoluments clause. And the Republicans, they keep, they go with it. They just keep going along and pretending that the reality uh, that's staring us right in the face is not happening, and they keep telling their dupes to don't to look over here. I mean, today at the hearing, when they kept they kept throwing it to Jim Jordan, like he was their he's their star hitter for some reason. Him, Jim Jordan, of all of. The human beings on Earth, Jim Jordan, is their ace in the hole? Get the hell out of here. Yeah, wait, hold on, guys. I sound like a kazoo. Right. Something's wrong with the fucking... Hold on. I'm going to plug it in. One, two. I sound weird. Is that better? No. One, two, three. All of a sudden, it just started sounding strange. One, two, three. One, two, three. Does that sound better? No. I don't know what the fuck. Now I have audio problems? This is bullshit. Hello? One, two, three. One, two, three. Is it sounding better? Back off the mic? No, I, I I was on the mic because it was in my headphones. It sounded, it started sounding very strange. All right. I think it sounds better. Maybe not. I don't know. Hello, hello. How's that sound? You sound fine. Okay. Guys, what the hell would I do without you? <laughs> Well, I wouldn't have a show, that's for sure. I'm just looking at the parameters here. I don't know why. One, two, three. One, two, three. It's always something, right? It does sound very strange. All right. Hello, hello, hello. One, two, three. One, two, three. All right, it does sound, now it sounds a little better. Something is fucked up. I don't know. 
Let me see. Hold on. Bye. Why? Where are you going, Stephen? <laughs> Where are you going, Stephen? You have not been dismissed, Stephen Lee. How dare you? No, I'm only kidding. Maybe I should say bye. I just thought, hey, I'll go on. I'll do a show. You know, I was feeling a little depressed when I finished watching. I watched the entire, I mean, I was doing other things, but I watched the entire impeachment thing. And I got very down after. And I was kind of walking around in a, and I felt the sadness in my heart. And I thought to myself, you know, I try to do the a show during the week. I don't know. Is this a show? This is a sham. <laughs> this ain't a show. I don't know what it is. Should I even? I was even thinking, should I even put it on the podcast? I mean, you know, on the, but I probably will. People who support the show, they know what they're getting into when they listen. But I thought, let me connect with the RDT Daily, with the Terror Buster community. I really did. And I said to myself, I said, self, Tara, are you home? I said, not you, Junior. Oh, I thought that was, uh, okay, now the cats are going to fight in the background. Great. You see this? See what happens? Watch. We see them. <laughs> Tara Jr., for those who are listening, is hitting Francis in the head. Hey. It's okay. They're playing. They don't they love each other. They get together and they'll they'll groom each other and then one will start they start playing and then they one of them takes it too far and then they next thing you know they're screaming. So, but I thought to myself, let me connect with the community. I'll feel better. So, yeah. I'm glad that that you feel that the show is helping you today. Haiku. Yeah, because I thought we should all kind of connect. And because I'm telling you, I'm not just saying this. I really feel like this country is done. I feel like it's hopeless. That... What what else are we going to do? The we are living among a lot of people who are who are not that smart. Not only that, they're here they voted for this idiot. And a lot of people are going to vote for him again. And they believe they believe lies. They believe the Republican party. I saw this ad. Now, there, someone is making ads about Trump voters who are now turning against him. I grabbed this ad. Let's see. My name is Lori Malberg. I live here in Romeo, Michigan. It's a small town. My husband, Tom, and I have been married for 37 years. Um, we were high school sweethearts. Wonderful. My husband is a tool and die designer by trade. Get to the point. We are both registered Republicans, and Ugh. we were intrigued by the idea of a businessman. And in 2016, a I voted. Businessman. All right. You see what I'm saying? They they couldn't do the minimal amount of research to to find. All you got to do is Google Trump's 
let's see, Trump's businesses to find out what you're talking about. Let's see. We know he's a serial bankrupt. Why? How does you think he's a successful businessman who declared bankruptcy six times, who received two hundred? What did he get from his father? Two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something? Not, I mean, not thousand. He had two $250,000, but when he was four, that was the first uh, dip into his trust fund. But his father, he inherited, wait, how much did he inherit? Trump inherited um, $413 million from his father. And his whole origin story is bullshit. So... All of his, most of his businesses have failed. So he's good at branding. Like the Republican Party has to be good at branding because they have nothing else. Trump's, let me see, businesses have failed. Yes, here's, we've been through these before. Trump Airlines, Trump Beverages, Trump The Game... Trump casinos. Trump has filed for bankruptcy in his Atlantic City properties alone three times. First was the Trump Taj Mahal in 1991, which was $3 billion in debt just after one year in operation. That's a, that's a successful businessman? He was back in bankruptcy court in 2004, and not just for the Trump Taj Mahal, but for the Trump Marina and Trump Plaza casinos, which, along with a riverboat casino in Indiana, had a debt burden of some $1.8 billion. What do you think he's doing to this country? After the bankruptcy, Trump hotels and casino resorts reorganized as Trump Entertainment Resorts. Four years later, Trump Entertainment Resorts missed an interest payment on a, four, uh, on a $53.1 million bond. The company declared bankruptcy, and this time, Trump de- stepped down as its chairman. So, he, he, he goes bankrupt in a casino. Like, who, who could do that? He's a spectacular failure because he sucks. He has, he's not creative. He has no ideas. He's not a businessman. He's just somebody who inherited money and took on the persona of a businessman. Let's just continue with this. Donald Trump. We supported him as our candidate and as our president. Unfortunately, all of the promises that were made during the campaign have proven to be empty promises, one after another. I don't think that Donald Trump understands us at all. The last three years have been really bad for Michigan, and I'm kind of embarrassed to admit that I voted. That's the only redeeming thing that any Trump voter can say is, I am sorry, I'm embarrassed. I made a mistake. To admit that I voted for Donald Trump at this point. Well, that's one. I don't know. How about the others? Let me see. What else? I had this other video. 
well, anyway, that's I just got very depressed today and listening to Trump. I know I know Trump is depressed. But he was hanging out with his his buddy Erdogan today, another dictator that he loves, a democracy destroying dictator. And he yeah, that's another crime against this country. He's committing malpractice against this country. And why would anybody vote for him? That somebody who on the international stage is is an embarrassment and someone who hates the very idea of what we're trying to do, of what this country is all about. Because, well, of course, Republicans are dismantling the grand experiment in liberal democracy they are they always hated this country that's it we the entire western democratic order is an experiment and it depends on the, the survival depends on having a having people understand that having a uh, a populace understand that and protect republics re- protect the thing that we that that so many people fought bled and died to entrust to us like you would protect your very life and you don't do that you don't protect they this thing that this thing of ours by sidling up to dictators uh, not not taking any opportunity to to show them that we have a better way but what donald trump is doing is destroying the idea of democracy for generations and he's proving putin right that's part of the of putin's plan which was to show his people and anybody else who has ideas on having a government of by and for the people that 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 is a it's a unworkable system look at the chaos it creates and you just can't we can't have a functioning society when you have uh, millions of Americans who do not agree on the basic truth of, uh, of reality, that we do not share the same notion of reality. This, that is not a system that can stand. It, it will die, and it is dying thanks to Trump. We used to have, and, and the Republicans, we used to have uh, governments as much as we were the hypocrites. Of course, we, the United States have been, we've been meddling in other civilizations for our, the, our entire history, for the couple of hundreds of years, however, whatever, the 240 something years, we've been a country. Of course we have. We haven't been going around making the world safe for democracy. In many cases, we've been undermining democracy and installing corporate friendly um, flunkies. And that's part of, you know, of course, that's part of our problem, the hypocrisy. But on the surface, our our standard bearer, our president, has have gone around. The presidents have gone around, and they've been the ambassadors of democracy. They've never missed the opportunity to put the, a wannabe dictator, dictator, a, or a an entrenched dictator in their place to show that this our, our way of life is better when we would have joint press conferences with dictators in other countries the united states would always invite the press in where this this is the first time in 
when Donald Trump had a press conference with Putin that the American press wasn't invited. And that was, uh, that's a real step backwards and something to, to be alarmed about. But the Republicans, the average asshole, that doesn't give a shit. So I'm so sick of them. I'm sick of, it's not just the, the, it's not just Trump. It's the rest of the, of the, of the Republican Party and all the idiots that keep it in place, that aren't offended when, uh, when something like that happens. And that, to, to understand, to call yourself a patriot and then turn around and say, I'm going to vote for the guy that hates the press, that hates the only profession enshrined in our founding documents as being vital for a for a democratic republic to survive so every goddamn republican is the problem at this point and if they're not even willing to see the truth to see what the hell um how are we ever going to move forward together? It's like we can't, it's like a family, right? If we're living, we, the Republicans always like to compare government to family. But in this case, let me say, if we are living in a, in a house with a bunch of people and half of them are just in, in a cult and they will not see the truth and they're doing, uh, they're poisoning our environment, and they're talking about conspiracies constantly, and you're saying, well, you know, will you take out the garbage? And they're saying, oh, I, that garbage was put there by the Ukrainians and the deep state. Um, How long are you going to be able to have a functioning household? I don't know if that makes any sense. I, I, I just believe that we're done. Uh, after watching this display today, Jim Jordan, my God, I'm trying to find where is the, I didn't capture this clip, but maybe I can play it. You could probably hear my, my computer audio. I'm still kind of trying to figure out why my audio sounds like shit. Turn the video volumes down so they match your level. Is, is, am I really low? What is going on here? This is so fucked up. Shit. What is going on? Okay, I just made it louder. Do I sound, like, fucked up? <laughs> I mean, audio-wise. One, two, three. I don't know, man. I need to... This is why I ask you to become a patron. Shit. One day, I will have a goddamn... Goddamn engineer that knows what the hell they're doing and can actually do. Instead of me sitting here, I don't know what the hell is... Like, I'm pushing these buttons. I, I don't know what the hell it's... Why it sounds like that. No, it doesn't run on a battery. It's running on... It runs on the computer. This is a good mic. And I have a good little switcher over here. This is a very expensive mic. (sighs) Whatever, guys. I don't know what to say. I try my best. You know, I'm very down. I'm down in the dumps now. 
You know what I mean? I'm just down. I really feel. I I don't think that the that this that the weather helps either. Frankly, the daylight savings does not help. I get that seasonal affective disorder. I really I do feel down in this time of year. And then they start playing the holiday music. I'm like, already? We didn't even... They started playing the holiday music before before Halloween this year. I was like, I, I, already? I'm so, I started hearing like, ding, 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 ding. I'm like, give me a minute here. It's very depressing. And it's so dark and it's so cold here in New York. It's really cold. And it makes me very... Worried about the little kitties that live outside. Honestly, I feel I get worried for them. We put out some winter shelters for them, but it's still cold out there, man. I don't know. I wish I could just not care about the fact that everything is going to hell. It's such a shame to watch this thing, this this really promising system of government the only government founded on happiness and e pluribus unum out of many one what what is that if that doesn't sound socialist i don't know what does the general welfare it's so sad to watch it deteriorate by a bunch of of greed-centered ghouls the ghosts of the Gilded Age, these horrible monsters and fake faux Christian assholes. Like Mike Pence, all of these horrible human beings. Stephen Miller. The racist mother effer, the, the, the Nazi Jew. How are you a Nazi Jew? Not, have we learned nothing in, in this world? You know what I mean? That's why it's so depressing. Let's just read this Southern Poverty Law Center article. In the run-up to the 2016 election, White House Senior Policy Advisor, it's Stephen Miller, Senior Policy Advisor, a racist, a Nazi, a self-loathing Nazi Jew who hates this country that's what it's about we are a nation of immigrants unless you are a native american your ancestors came here from somewhere else this nation was built on an idea in fact one of the charges against king george was that he was limiting immigration so the this country has always had a very complicated idea of immigration, a complicated history with immigration, because we are a nation of immigrants, and the new immigrants that come over, there's always a backlash against the the, the natives, even though we're not even natives. If you, they, Stephen Miller, I mean, uh, what the hell? I heard uh, Donald Trump Jr. excuse himself for being not, uh, insisting he's not a racist who hates immigrants because his mother's an immigrant. But it doesn't matter. Hypocrisy is the beating heart of the GOP. His, his stepmother, number three, Melania, brought her friggin' 
useless parents over here under chain migration the uh, during the very time that Twitler and Stephen Miller were trying to limit chain migration these mother effing hypocrites because it, the rules do not apply to them you understand it's like every other republican they feel like the rules don't apply to them they hate welfare queens while they suck on the government teeth without the courtesy or the the manners or the maturity to say thanks they say, oh, limit uh, so this socialism. All the idiots in Jim Baker's audience that are about to be meeting their maker, they're all on socialist security. But, oh, you got to get rid of this Green New Deal because I got my New Deal. Doesn't matter what, what I leave behind. I got my New Deal. Look at me. I got social security, We don't, but not for you. Okay, in the run-up to the 2016 election, White House senior policy advisor, the Nazi Jew Stephen Miller, promoted white nationalist literature, pushed racist immigration stories, and obsessed over the loss of a Confederate of Confederate symbols after Dylan Roof's mysterious, uh, I mean, mysterious, what am I, I'm, I got dyslexia too now, murderous, ram- I wish it was mysterious instead of murderous, murderous rampage according to leaked emails reviewed by hate watch this is from the southern poverty law center the emails which miller sent to the conservative website breitbart another bug up my ass and you guys know why where's my mercer family over here helping me out helping out the sh- helping out the liberal media of course they don't give a shit we got Bloomberg up here uh, trying to run for president. Another billionaire. Why don't you put some money into the progressive media landscape? Give progressive voices. All you got to do is give them a million dollars or something. Fucking, ugh. You see what I'm saying? This is why we're doomed. The emails which Miller sent to conservative website Breitbart News, funded by the Mercer family, who got, uh, I think Breitbart got $6 million to start. Andrew Breitbart, the the hack, the racist hack who is now burning in hell, got $6 million from the billionaire Mercer family to start his racist conspiracy theory rag called Breitbart News, which is now in the, in infesting the White House. Oh, God. And uh, let's see... Breitbart News in 2015 and 2016 showcased the extremist anti-immigrant ideology that undergirds the policies he has helped create as an architect of Donald Trump's presidency. These policies include reportedly setting arrest quotas for undocumented immigrants, an executive order effectively banning immigration from five Muslim-majority countries, and a policy of family separation at refugee resettlement facilities that shut down that sh- that the Department of Health and the Human Services Officer Inspe- of Inspector General is causing in- intense trauma in children. I'm sorry, I'm reading like a is said is causing intense trauma in children. Oh, well, that's that's a from the mind of Stephen Miller, the Nazi Jew, the one who we re, we all remember the clip of him in in college telling immigrants to throw out his garbage. Why should he pick up his garbage when that's what it, an immigrant should do? Pick my garbage up. 
these horrible human beings are infesting the body politic. They're infecting it with their sickness. You cannot have a great country when you have people who aren't great infesting it. These are not great people. These are the worst human beings. God help us if this is the people that we, we have to look up to. Imagine. There will, there will be no statues to Stephen Miller. There will be no great uh, memories of him. When we survive this time, if we survive and get through it, and the country does get out of this and we restore democracy, we, uh, no one's going to be looking back in fondness. History will revile these monsters even more than the normal people of this country do now. Mark those words. That's the truth. I mean, it is the truth. It's all the truth. We understand truth. We, we're not afraid of the truth, frankly. That's the other thing. These Republicans, they, what are they afraid of? They're so, they talk about us. We're snowflakes. Why? Because we, oh, they hate political correctness, right? That's, that's just being a, a decent human being. Of course they hate it. They wouldn't know decency if it bit Twitler's ass, in Macy's window. Decency? These are people that are holding signs saying, thank you, Russia. They're wearing T-shirts saying, I'd rather be a Russian than a Republican. These are traitors. These are, they're wearing T-shirts at rallies saying, rope journalist tree, some assembly required. This is who we're talking about. They're, they're filthy, disgusting fascists. And they should be ashamed if they had a capacity for shame. But they don't have that. They don't. Okay, in this, in this first of what will be a series, oh God help us. So there's more. The, the, so Southern Poverty Law Center got a hold of, of some uh, emails. I'm trying to shut some windows down to see why maybe this stupid... Damn goddamn mic problem will clear up. I don't know what. I, this is a new one. This is a new problem. So I'm one. I don't know why it's being. Let me shut this. Shut this. Shut that. I wonder. Let me see. Ecam. I'm looking in the ecam settings. Let me see. Video, audio. Mm. Okay. Everything is the same. Okay, whatever. Let's just read some of his emails. So, Hate, Re Hate, Hate Watch reviewed more than 900 previously private emails, Miller said to Breitbart editors from March 4th. 2015 to June 27, 2016. Miller does not converse along a wide range of topics in his emails. He focus, his focus is strikingly narrow. More than 80% of the emails Hate Watch reviewed relate to or appear on the threads relating to the subjects of race or immigration. That's his, you know, I care about the cats in the cemetery and the cats who live, you know, the feral community cats. This asshole's talking about racism 
this that's his focus his entire life he's just been a racist little prick who reading what is this camp of saints another one of these right wing uh, conspiracy theory books Camp of the Saints is a 1973 French dystopian fiction novel by author and explorer Jean Raspail. A speculative fictional account, it depicts the destruction of Western civilization through third world mass immigration to France and the, re- and the West. So it's one of these uh, novels that drives the the low-brow, low-information, low-IQ, low-effort-thinking, right-wing racists who, unfortunately, are now infesting the body politic. Because he mentions this camp of the saints here. And it's supposed to be, I guess, some kind of high-brow... And, and they're bubble their racist ass bubble it's they're they're discussing camp of the saints like they're they're dissecting war and peace or something and they speak in a shorthand only those who've read these racist you know rags no it's like the QAnon they have their own little lingo going down Miller's perspective on race and immigration across the emails is repetitious. When discussing crime, which he does scores of times, Miller focuses on offenses committed by non-whites. On immigration, he touches solely on the perspective of severely limiting and ending non-white immigration to the United States. Hate Watch was unable to find any examples of Miller writing sympathetically or even in neutral tones about any person who is non-white or foreign-born. What a scumbag. No offense to scumbags, really. Miller has gained a reputation for attempting to keep his communication secret. I know, he's a, he's a scumbag, I'm sorry, Tara Jr., The Daily Beast noted in July that Miller has recently cut off regular contact with most of his allies outside the Trump administration to limit leaks. Yeah, he's one of these, he's like a Goebbels, you know, Joseph Goebbels, and he wouldn't leave Hitler's side, and instead of fleeing Berlin with the rest of the the rats uh, jumping off the sinking ship, he called his family to the bunker, and, and no, that was, yeah, that was Jeff, was that Goebbels? Right. Yes, and Magda, Magna Goebbels, and his children. He poisoned his children, and then he and Magna killed each other. Well, I think Magna took a cyanide capsule, and and then he shot him, her, or whatever, and then they both, uh, there wasn't enough gas left over after burning Twitler, I mean Hitler, first Hitler, Hitler number one's body. That and they the allies recovered the the skeletal smoking husks of the, of <laughs> the metaphor I mean uh, metaphorical he's not metaphorical of the ancestor of the spiritual ancestor of Stephen Miller that's for sure yeah it's true he looks like he even looks like Goebbels. Let's see. Miller used his government email 
address as an aide to then-Senator Jeff Sessions in an email's which Hate, Hate Watch received. He sent the majority of emails Hate Watch examined before he joined Trump's campaign. And then he, he, he sent this email. I'm excited to announce that I'm beginning a new job as senior policy advisor to President, presidential candidate Donald J. Trump. Why do you got to say J? Ugh. Jack off, Donald jerk off Trump. Should you need to reach me, my personal email is Katie McHugh, who is the editor, who was an editor for Breitbart from April 2014 to 2017, leaked the emails to Hate Watch in June to review. Okay, McHugh was 23 when she started at Breitbart. It's all these young, horrible human beings. It must be in their DNA, I guess. They're all about DNA and... and uh, Genes, right? Good genes. Where do you where do you get like this? What a disappointment! I know his uncle wrote an article about Stephen Miller. Let me see, saying how ashamed he was. Yes, Stephen Miller is an immigration hypocrite. I know because I'm his uncle. My nephew's idea on on immigration has been had been in force a century ago. Oh, wait, wait, I'm sorry. I know. If my nephew's ideas on immigration had been in force a century ago, our family would have been wiped out. There you go. <clears throat> well, that's a Republican for you. It's just like a Republican to climb the ladder that liberals make possible and then turn around and pull it up behind them. So let's read some of Stephen, emails, uh, Stephen, email, Stephen Miller's emails. McHugh started the email conversation by asking if Hurricane Patricia could drive refugees into the United States. The hurricane battered parts of Central America, Mexico, and Texas, and the media heavily covered the storm. Miller replied to her by underscoring the possibility that Mexican survivors of the storm could be given temporary protective status. Ugh, that he was upset. He was uh, afraid of that. So, a George W. Bush-era policy that would enable them to live and work in the United States for a limited stay. So, McHugh wrote in October, 23rd, uh, October of 2015, This being the worst hurricane ever recorded, what are the chances it wreaks destruction on Mexico and drives a mass migration to the U.S. border? And Miller replied, 100%. They will get all, t they will all get TPS. And all of the ones here will get TPS. That needs to be the weekend's big story, in all caps. TPS is everything. McHugh says, wow, okay, is there a precedent for this? And then Miller sends her a link to a white Nazi blog called Vidare. And it says, never let a crisis go to waste. Mexico's Hurricane Patricia and temporary protective status. Written on a Nazi's blog. That's his, his uh, backup, showing his work. Unbelievable. It really, it's all of the uh, human beings that fought fascism, that fought this kind of thinking, this ideology, all of the men who stormed the beach of no at Normandy and gave their lives, the young people, younger than Stephen Miller, 
the he spits in their face behaving like this sp- spreading this kind of hate that we have things like temporary protective status we have our immigration laws and asylum laws so another holocaust would never happen again we wrote those laws the Vider, the Vider story by Steven Saylor, an anti-immigration activist who traffics in discredited race science, focused on instances in which the United States offered refugees temporary protective status. The article was posted the same day Miller shared it with. So, so he's saying the article was posted the same day Miller shared it with McHugh, meaning he's he's perusing these sites regularly. He found an interesting piece of literature he wants to share with his pal to get to catapult the propaganda, the white nationalist Nazi propaganda that this Jewish human being, this human, well, this waste of human DNA of Jewish ancestry who would have been murdered by the very people with, of, that, that he admires. And like his uncle says, let me tell you a story about Stephen Miller and chain migration. It begins at the turn of the 20th century in a dirt floor shack in the village of Antipol, a shuttle of substance farmers in which, is that how you pronounce that? Shit, I can't remember. Of substance farmers in what is now Belarus, beset by violent anti-Jewish pogroms and forced childhood conscription, but in the Tsar's army, the patriarch of the shack, Wolf Lieb Glosser, fled a village where his forebearers had lived for centuries and took his chances in America. He set foot on Ellis Island on January 7, 1903, with $8 to his name. Though fluent in Polish, Russian, and Yiddish, he understood no English. An elder son, Nathan, soon followed. By street corner peddling and sweatshop toil, Wolf Lieb, and Nathan sent enough money home to pay off debts and to buy the immediate family's passage to America in 1906. The group, that group included young Sam Glosser, who with his family settled in Western Pennsylvania, a booming coal and steel town that was a magnet for other hard-working immigrants. The Glosser family quickly progressed from selling goods from a horse and wagon to owning a haberdashery in Johnstown run by Nathan and Wolflieb to a chain of supermarkets and discount department stores run by my grandfather Sam and the next generation of Glossers, including my dad Izzy. It was, a big, en- it was big enough to be listed on Amex and employed thousands of people over time. In the span of some 80 years and five decades, this family emerged from poverty in a hostile country to become a prosperous, educated clan of merchants, scholars, professionals, and most importantly, American citizens. What does this classically American tale have to do with Stephen Miller? Well, Izzy Glosser is his maternal grandfather. And Stephen's mother, Miriam, is my sister. I have watched with dismay and increasing horror as my nephew, an educated man who is well aware of his heritage, has become an architect of immigration policies that repudiate the very foundation of our family's life in this country. 
I shudder at the thought of what would have become of the Glossers had the same policies Stephen so coolly espouses, the travel ban, the radical decrease in refugees, the separation of children from their parents, and even talk of limiting citizenship for legal immigrants been in effect when Wolf, Wolf Lieb made his desperate bid for freedom. The Glossers came to the U.S. just a few years before the fear and prejudice of this America's first nativists of the day had closed U.S. borders to Jewish refugees. Had Wolf Lieb waited, his family likely would have been murdered by the Nazis, along with all but seven of the 2,000 Jews who remain in Antipol. I would, have, I would encourage Stephen to ask himself if this chanting torch-bearing Nazis, if the chanting, I'm sorry, if the chanting torch-bearing Nazis of Charlottesville, whose support his boss seems to court so cavalierly, do not envision a similar fate for him. Like other immigrants, our family's welcome in the U.S. was not always a warm one, but we largely had the protection of the law. There was no state-sponsored violence against us, no kidnapping of our male children, and we enjoyed good relations with our neighbors. <clears throat> Excuse me. True, Jews were excluded from many occupations, couldn't buy homes in some town, couldn't join certain organizations, or, attended, or attend certain schools or universities, but life was good. As in past generations, there were hate mongers who regarded the most recent groups of poor immigrants as scum, rapists, gangsters, drunks, terrorists. But largely, the Glosser family was left alone to live our lives and build the American dream. Children were born, synagogues founded, and we thrived. This was the miracle of America. Acting for so long in the theater of right-wing politics, Stephen and Trump may have become numb to the resultant human tragedy and blind to the hypocrisy of their policy decisions. After all, Stephen is not the only family with chain with a chain immigration story in the Trump administration. Trump's grandfather is reported to have been a German migrant from from the run, <laughs> right, on the run from the military, from, on the run from military conscription to a new life in the United States. <clears throat> That's true. Of course, he's a draft dodger like his, like his bone spur, like cadet bone spurs, the so-called president. And his mother fled poverty of, uh, r of rural Scotland for the economic possibilities of New York City. Trump's in-laws just became citizens on the strength of his wife's own citizenship. These facts are important not only for the grim historical irony, but because vulnerable people are being hurt. They are real people, not the ghoulish caricatures portrayed by Trump. When confronted by the deaths and sufferings of thousands, our senses are overwhelmed, and the victims become statistics rather than people. I met these statistics, one at a time, through my volunteer ser service as a neuropsychologist for the Philadelphia affiliate of HIAS, formerly the Hebrew Immigration Aid Society. The global nonprofit that protects refugees and helped my family more than a hundred years ago. I will share the story of one such man I've met in the hopes that my nephew might recognize elements of our shared heritage. I can't, well, this goes on and on. The mo I'll just read the last paragraph. The most damning the administration's evident intent 
to make policy that specifically disadvantages people based on their ethnicity, country of origin, and religion. No matter what opinion is held about immigration, any government that specifically enacts law or policy on, the ba- on that basis must be recognized as a threat to all of us. Laws bereft of justice are the gateway to tyranny. Ain't that the truth? So is Jim Jordan. Today, others may be the target, but tomorrow might be easily you or me. History will be the judge, but in the meantime, the normalization of these policies is rapidly eroding the collective conscience of America. That is the effing truth. Immigration reform is complex is a complex issue that will require compassion and wisdom to bring the nation to a just solution. But the politicians who have based their political and professional identity on ethnic demonization and exclusion cannot be trusted to do so. As free Americans and descendants of immigrants and refugees, we have the obligation to exercise our conscience by voting for candidates who will stand up for our highest national values and not succumb to our lowest fears. That's, that's the Republican Party in a nutshell, succumbing to our lowest fears. Not just succumbing to it, they cultivate it. They need your lowest fears. They need you nice, stupid, divided, and afraid. Every time Trump wants to vilify or, de- or degrade the currency of truth, he goes after, so- like, for instance, when he pulled out of, uh, yeah, suddenly when he pulled out of Syria, it was, uh, oh, the Kurds, they're, they're no angels. They're, they're not so, and with the dreamers, he was calling them, they're a bunch of, th- what was he calling them? They're not nice people. Some of them, uh, it's like the Mexicans are rapists. I assume some of them are nice people, saying there a lot of them are criminals, and which is bullshit. Your DACA, the DACA program was created. You have to meet certain qualifications. This is an administration that is actively kicking people out of the country, immigrants who have worn the uniform of this country. They have served this country in the military on the promise that they will be uh, uh, afforded the opportunity to become legal citizens of this country, and the Republicans are kicking them out of the country. This is who we have become under the filthy fascist liars who receive fewer votes. And they not only, they're not just satisfied with having power and money and having their cushy jobs. They want to make sure that we will have no power to do anything about them ever again. They want to entrench power and destroy democracy in their wake. And in the meantime, they will rip this country apart with their lies. And how are we ever going to come back from that? If we win the 2020 election, we need someone. Not, it's not Joe Biden. I'm sorry. It's not going to be somebody that doesn't recognize this fact, who thinks that there's nothing wrong with Republicans. It has to be somebody that recognizes this, the broken system that put Twitler in the White House. And it wasn't, it didn't just happen in 2016. It's been cultivated for decades. And it included the, uh, the cottage industry against Hillary Clinton. That's one of the, one of the, 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 uh, 
the poisons infesting our our country, the lies, the the not just demonize, not just saying I uh, your political opponent is uh, uh, has different ideas on how to maintain a functioning democracy and of economically vibrant middle class. No, they are deep state. They they are um, they're working. I don't know what, uh, what what do they talk about Hillary Clinton? She was some kind of evil, of course, uh, pedophile queen who meanwhile, they, I, I don't know, this is the other thing with Hillary Clinton. They talk about how she's supposed to be some, some uh, big, I don't know, so, uh, she's a murderess, right? She just, they'll do anything for power. Meanwhile, who, she's not even the goddamn in government. If she's such a great, um, you know, she's this big bad wolf character, why isn't she the president? So... But, you know, these effing Republicans, what are we going to do when it when they leave this government? They're not going quietly, just like Michael Cohen said. Trump, when he even if he loses legitimately and soundly, he will not leave quietly. We know this. He will turn around and, and do exactly what he was preparing to do in 2016, which was talk about the or, or say or infest the lies into the easily manipulated minds of his cult followers that that the vote is rigged that the, against him when they're doing the rigging it's like what's going on in, when in uh where is that you know where the guy just lost <sighs> Well, they said that they, the Republicans and Trump and the Russian bots uh, retweeted the, a tweet from one, a guy with 16 followers, which ended up to be a fake account, that he said that all of the, that he threw out a bunch of ballots that were never counted for the Republican candidate. And this is what the Russians do. This is what the, a PSYOPs operation looks like, and it's retweeted by the so-called president of the United States. How do you recover from that kind of division when you don't even agree on what's true, when you don't agree on what we're trying to do here? What is the purpose of government? For Donald Trump, it's not it's the to, to steal and grift and get as much money for him and his pals and to ensure that he never has to follow the rules or the laws of this country. It's not to cultivate democ democracy, not in any sense of the word. So how do we recover from that when we have an entire media apparatus? On top of that, the corporate media. No, wh where is the corporate media discussing this, say, talking about the Republican Party? How they're saying how, uh, I, as I was watching MSNBC today, of course they're saying that the Republicans have embarrassed themselves, that they will refuse to see the truth, but none of them are saying that the Republican Party is the, a threat to this country. They're not saying that this, this, they're the domestic enemies the far, that the founders warned us about. <sighs> so, uh, I, anyway, I'm just depressed about it. It really is sad. When you realize that 
then it's I don't know what was I gonna say lost I don't want to I guess I don't want to be that pessimistic but it's sort of like when you're a kid and you feel there are you find out of course there's no Santa Claus it's kind of it makes you sad right it's part of a rite of passage it's, it's part of being adult to do that adulting then I think when I'm thinking about this country it's very it's so sad to think that we have so much work to do but it's almost insurmountable when we all love the mechanisms of this corporate greed and mixed with government is conspiring to keep us in, uh, you know, in this kind of dysfunction. And it didn't come f- just from the Republicans. You know, if we had a functioning, let's say, fourth estate, if we had a functioning media in this country that wasn't just for uh, run by six giant transnational corporations. If we had, I mean, if this or that, if we had a government that, I don't know, if that believed in truth, that's the bottom line. How are we going to resolve our our differences with the red states? Let's say what there, the 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 less populated part of the country has entirely too much control over the direction of uh, of what we're supposed to be doing here, and what they're doing is using and exploiting the the fissures of government to to rip it apart <sighs> all right i know i'm depressing you now who will they have tomorrow i don't know tomorrow in the here is there a hearing tomorrow i thought it was friday who is it i think it's friday next public impeachment hearing is mm, I thought it was Friday I don't think there's one tomorrow and watching the Republicans just Jim Jordan are you serious that's what we're up against we're fighting a Jim Jordan a Jim Jordan is dismantling this government. That guy. That guy. You know what I mean? And he's... The other thing is, Jim... Um, what's his name? Stephen Miller? Going back to Stephen Miller for a minute. Apparently is getting married? Really? That's when I get really depressed. Because I'm like, Stephen Miller is getting married? And I'm still single? You know what I mean? Him? He's getting he's getting married. Who who is marrying him? Who is allowing Stephen Miller to climb on top of her? She's got to be some special kind of s- slithering snake like him. White House advisor Stephen Miller got engaged over the weekend to Katie Waldman, an aide to Vice President Mike Pence. What a gross... I mean, she doesn't even look... Is this her? 
Katie Waldman? She's not even vile looking. Like, uh, she doesn't look like an evil. Well, I guess it's the banality of evil. Katie Waldman, who has worked with Senator McSally's top spokesman for the past six months, is leaving the senator's staff to serve. Yeah, this is her. Vice President Mike Pence's press secretary. Let's see if I can grab a picture and post it. It's pretty sad. What what is wrong with you, Katie Waldman? And that's what I'm talking about. It's someone who is probably she probably thinks she's a decent human being, but she's willing to procreate with a Nazi. So how good can you be, honey? Really? Don't you have any dignity? This is her. She almost lo- like she looks almost not like evil. She was, well, I guess Magna Goebbels was. Let's see, Magna. I mean, even Hitler. That's what I'm saying. Let's see, Magna Goebbels, Magda, Magda. Yeah, though Magda, I could kind of see her forcing her children to swallow a cyanide pill though look at her she's kind of got like let me see if I can get this picture up here yeah <laughs> she she has these dead eyes Magna Magda well you know she's dead how do you allow yourself? That's that's a cult right there, right? You poison your children rather than have them grow up in a world without na- nationalist socialism, which is not socialism. Nazis. If you're if you're a filthy Republican who says I stumbled across your show and I hate you and you're the c word, just because it has socialism. Share the uh, says uh, it, just because Nazis stands for National Socialism doesn't mean that Democratic Socialism is Nazism. You freaks, you're Nazis. You're the ones who are reading the Camp of the Saints, and and sharing emails that say, let's see. Like like this one. Miller returns to the subjects of not white of non-white immigration on September fifteenth. He sends McNew a link to a tweet from a conservative pundit, David Frum, that reads: "Half of all violent crimes in Germany is committed by foreign youths." Hate Watch reached out for, to Frum for more context, but his tweet about his tweet, but did not receive a response. Let's see. So Miller, here's uh, McNew. Julia Hahn and I are going to do a series of stories on non-white SAT scores to break it down. Neil says it's easier for people to digest that way and change their minds. I guess she's trying to say that non-white people are dumb. How sick are these mother-effing scumbags? How horribly sick are they? And they have, they have power. So Miller responds, on the education angle, 
Makes sense. Also, you see, the Pope is saying that the West must, in effect, get rid of borders. Someone should point out the parallels to the camp of the saints. Jesus Christ. While the camp of the saints was relatively obscure then, websites such as Vider the white and the white nationalist American Renaissance helped make it a fixture in the white nationalist community. Vider created an entire searchable tag called Camp of the Saints. At the time Miller flagged the book to Breitbart, Vider had run more than 50 posts under the Camp of the Saints tagline. Camp of the Saints. This is what we, I mean, come on. Camp of the, get the fuck out. Camp of the Saints. Like, go away. If you hate a nation of immigrants, go to Liberland. We don't like you either. We're sick of you. We're sick of you poisoning the grand experiment in liberal democracy with your fi- with your petty little hates. Get a grip, honey. Racism is a sickness. We're a diverse species. We don't we're not all have the same pigment. We don't all have the same color hair or come from the same place. Like, how stupid do you have to be? Oh, God. To be that, to be that focused on this racism, that's your thing? Get a friggin' real hobby. It's like Donald Trump Jr.'s hobby is murdering beautiful animals. These are monsters. I mean, no offense to monsters. Because monsters have redeeming qualities. Not these, not Republicans. What do they bring to the table? What do they do for society? Have they ever made the world a better place? No, they they pull on on our ankles as we're trying to progress. Like, tri- like children, like a baby, though. You know, like a little brat kid who doesn't want you to, mommy, to go out and do something to make the world a better place. Mommy, mommy, stay here. And they're just screaming, and ah, I'm going to poop my pants. <sighs> Disgusting human beings, all of them. And anybody who votes Republican, this is who you're voting with. You know, you, my mother always said, know people by their friends. You want to know a, you want to know a person? Look at who they hang out with. So we got the Nazis, the KKK, David Duke, Stephen Miller. Who else? The, the Tiki Torch rally parade, the QAnons. These are your friends and you're a regular. I'm just, I'm Lori. My, my husband works at a tool and die shop. And I voted for Donald Trump because I wanted a businessman. No, all of the other shit didn't matter. The, the bankruptcies, the, the sexual, the, the rape, the, the over the double digits of, of women who came forward and said, this mother effer grabbed me when I didn't ask him to. Because when you're a star, they let you do it. Right, Trump? Oh, these are horrible people. It's the truth, right? Darth, what's your name? Darth Sipient? Being proud of your skin is as dumb as being proud of your knees. It's the truth. It's like, I, uh, that's the best you got? You, the, be- the best thing you ever did in life was being born white. Then you're pretty sad. 
You're pathetic. But this is what Donald Trump has done, too. They end the Republican Party. It's the party of old white crackers who hate this country. They hate the very idea and who we are. You, it, it's a self-loathing that you hate yourself so much. It's like, it's, a whole, it's like a party of closet cases that are inflicting their manias on the world. Get help. Get help. Get effing help. Life is too short to be so stupid. One day you're going to be dead. And you, what, what will you have? What will the world have? What will, for, for you being in it, for every Republican that steps off this mortal coil, the world breathes a sigh of relief. Thank, thank you for doing the, the world a favor and not inflicting your manias on us another day. Really? What have they done? What do they bring to the table? They're not helping anybody. They're, ha- they're hurting people because even the racists are sick. They hurt themselves by being that stupid and hateful, by using, by taking their limited lifespan and, and squandering it on, on idiocy, on being a dumb bastard racist. You got to be dumb to be a racist. That's the thing. It is the mark of being a dumb bastard. And they have done studies on that too. That the low IQ, low effort thinking are the uh, d- dumbass wastes of human DNA are racists. And that's why they're Republican. Because it has, they have to make sense of the scary world of others. Oh, some people have brown skin. Some people have d- uh, lighter skin. What does it effing matter, dumb bastards? Oh, they're scary. They're not nice people. Like some people are just born this way. You know, I guess some people are just dumb. Yeah. They're like the Kurds, they're no angels. Yeah, no angels. No, none of them. They're not, no, no, they're no nice people, no teachers, no people that just want to live, no uh, artistic people. I mean, there's people, there are all kinds of people in all groups of people. What does that tell you, stupid Republicans? That says that we are all the alike, the human race. There are no races, dumb bastards. It's one effing race. Some people have blonde hair. Some people have red hair. Some people have orange dyed hair. I'll tell you this. No people are orange with white effing circles around their eyes. That comes unnaturally by, by being a tiny little narcissist who wasted a life what a waste of a life that's the entire republican party even uh, this is a, that's trump in a nutshell the a waste handed everything over 400 million dollars handed and still comes out an ignorant troll that's the best he's got he's an ignorant twitter troll who can't spell all that education that he he supposedly got he he paid for his parents paid for all of that education he still doesn't know when to use your with an apostrophe He doesn't know two and T-O-O and T-W-O. That's all of that money wasted. Just like all the money that was wasted by the banks investing in in Twitter. 
It's and that's your your senior advisor is a thirty something year old racist who thinks Camp of the Saints is the, uh, the most pivotal tome of the 21st century. Disgusting. And all he talks about is race. I, I, all of these emails. Mil, let me know when you, you can talk about immigrant crime. I have some thoughts. Of course you do. That's all you think of. Let's see. Hey, Katie. Hope all is well. Was curious to see if you're still planning a story with the DOJ crime victims data about immigrants, of course. 22.6% of Southern men who were between the ages of 20 and 24 in 1860s lost their lives because of the war. Oh, this is Stephen F. and Nazi Miller going crazy about the Confederate flag removals. White nationalist Dylan Roof murdered nine black churchgoers in Charleston, South Carolina. This is from the article. In 2015, Roof's attack triggered a national conversation about racial hatred in the United States. In response, Amazon.com and other retailers made efforts to pull the Confederate flag from their website and stores. Miller sought to create a counter-narrative to this news through Breitbart, of course. The Mercer family-funded Breitbart. Uh, the emails show uh, he emailed McHugh with the subject line defies modern comprehension on June 23rd, 2015, following the news about the retailers and highlighted a statistic about the deaths of Confederate soldiers with a link to history.com that said 22 percent of Southern men who were between the ages of 20 and 24 in 1860 lost their lives because of the war. OK, whatever. Who cares? McHugh, they're traitors. McHugh said, told Hate Watch that she and Miller spoke on the phone about the subject uh, of Amazon yanking Confederate flag merchandise after the email. Miller appears to refer to that call in his next email and suggests that McHugh write about how Amazon was selling commie flags. You know, because what about ism? That's a Nazi ta- and Putin tactic. So, okay, on uh, Miller writes, that's a really, really really good point have you thought about going to amazon and finding the commie flags and then doing a story on that i think you've hit on something potentially profound right it's not profound to be profound it's profound for the dumbasses to say something and racist just say just be a racist more find a find an angle to weave your racism even further into the adult minds of your cult followers, and that's profound. So she writes, yes, definitely. There's all kinds of hammer and sickle merchandise, chase shirts, Stalin shirts. The list goes on and on. I think that would be, this is Miller, I think that would be very big. Reveals just the stunning corporate hypocrisy that defies our modern culture, that defines our modern culture. She writes, yes, an extra Lutz, former White House press secretary, Jay Carney, who's a senior advisor or something for Amazon, displayed commie propaganda, and this is all caps, in his house. (laughs) Is he? Oh, he's trying to get the cone off his head? That's funny. This is for those listening on the podcast, and who wrote that? Where is it? 
banterboard on the chat right is looking at Francis behind me. He tries to take it off. He, I think he might be grooming himself, you know. He's been wearing it for... He, he lives in the cone, so... He's... Now he's licking his... See? <laughs> he's licking himself. That's what he does. Okay, yes. All right. Uh, then Miller writes, This would be the perfect time to resurrect that fact. The fact that Jay Carney displayed commie propaganda, in all caps, in his house. I'm going... I don't know what the commie propaganda was. Let's see. There's a link here. Jay Carney's gourmet kitchen is filled with pro communist propaganda. This is on the Daily Caller. Thanks to a brown-nosing, Us Weekly-esque profile in Washingtonian magazine, America now knows that the crotchety White House press secretary, Jay Carney, has Soviet propaganda in his fancy-pants kitchen. The feature itself in the puff piece shows Carney's family in their DACA not far from the White House. The vast spread of fruits, meats, and breads of all kind is fit for an extended family of Slavic monarchs. Yeah, I love the way that these fascist bastards all refer to the Obama administration as being monarchs and kings and emperors while they have a an asshole who sucks the asses of dictators all over the world in front of the entire international community who pines to be a dictator, behaves like a dictator, and they act and bow down to him like he is their dumb effing Fuhrer, their dim leader, their frickin' Kim Jong-un. <sighs> There are two World War II area it's two, uh, two World War II era Soviet posters in the background. So what? It's probably for artistic purposes anyway, or being whatever, are ironic or kitsch or something. I don't know. There's no pictures here, so it's just an archive of the. I don't know what it is. It's. It, I'm sure it's nothing. The person who bought it didn't think about it. Maybe they just thought it looked cool. They didn't read into it. And the right-wing fascists t take that and exploit a fissure of disunity and throw, you know, it's some kind of deep state plot now. It's not just a poster or, or uh, some kitchen, your kitchen. It's, it's the plot against the uh, dim leader. So it says, um, the one on the left promotes the idea that women should work the jobs left by men who joined the military. It's just, I'm sure it's, uh, it's a World War II era poster. Who cares? The, and now these are the same people that are, 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 are Putin puppets, are literal Putin, Putin effing puppets doing the bidding of Russia. The one on the right translates to have you enlisted in the army? I'm trying to find this picture. Okay. It's it's these old World War II posters. I don't see anything terrible about that. They're very cool designs and I'm sure that Jay Carney didn't consider it, uh, look, I'm going to uh, uh, secretly have an homage to Soviet Russia. 
Son of a bitch. This one, the one on the right translates to, have you enlisted in the army? Its creator, Dimitri Moore, frequently used the slogan, death to world imperialism. So what? My God. uh, So if you said something against capitalism once in your life, you must be part of some kind of deep state plot because you have a Soviet World War II era poster in your kitchen. You can't be a real American. Not that now fast forward to 2019 and you have Putin puppets doing the bidding of Russia, carrying out Russian foreign policy. These effing disgusting monsters. You see what I'm saying? Because it's not that they really care. They don't really give a shit what kind of poster Jay Carney had in his kitchen. They don't care. They uh, they point at it and use it as some way to fu- to sully up and muddy the waters here here at home to divide people further. They're just doing it. So they they like. like Vice President Henry Wallace discussed exploiting every every fissure of disunity they're they don't give a shit everybody's supposed to have some ulterior nefarious motive to these monsters no we don't we don't really like democracy we're the one the ones who are capable of functioning the ones who want immigrants who want people to come here who are able to live in a diverse democratic society without without our minds we're trying to inflict our way of life you know i'm not around i'm not going around telling uh you know let's say mike pence's wife that she has to have an abortion or something i'm not inflicting it's up to her let her have one if she wants but they're telling all every other woman what they should do with their bodies. We're not going in there and telling them they can't. She, he can't call his wife his mother, are we? But they're in there telling us what we can do. Let's see. Bonus fun bonus fact: Carney met his wife in Moscow in the early '90s. So what? So maybe she has an affinity to her culture. Like these scumbags have an affinity for the Confederate flag saying it's their culture when they have absolutely no idea. It's not a culture. It's, a, it's the symbol of treason. I hate them. I'm go- Let's see. Um, this would be the turf. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Here we are. This would be the perfect time to resurrect that fact. Brilliant. Yes, that's brilliant. Not, you know, not... Uh, anything that's actually brilliant being a racist finding an angle on to uh, how to push your racism and onto your dupes that's brilliant so McHugh writes back i'm gonna go full info wars here it's not a coincidence that in the midst of pushing the u.s ending trade deal we're seeing historic artifact of real america be demonized and destroyed Real America, the traitors, the ones who stood up and said, we don't want to be part of America anymore because we want to own other human beings. We want to keep them as our property. Well, you know, the rest of the world was evolving. The, the Southerners, they would still have slaves today if they could. 
I bet you they also sell lots of Che Guevara garb, too. Real America. Oh, they do. It took a long time to write a very short piece because I felt gripped with anger and despair. That's what you despaired about. Not about the fact that you're having a conversation with a Nazi, a Nazi Jew. That doesn't blow your mind into a state of despair. But but looking at some shit on Amazon and thinking about a Confederate flag being taken down because it's the symbol of racism, hate, and also uh, the flag of traitors and losers. Why don't they just secede already? That's the other thing. I, I'm really into this. I'm not an, It's not about into it. I'm, I'm kind of adopting it more, saying just secede already. You know, they, they're constantly crying. All, even the Republicans, the, the, the traitors who pretend to represent their constituents and the ones who are espousing this deep state conspiracy against the traitorous Putin puppet squatting in the White House. They're all talking about, oh, there's going to be civil war if Donald Trump is impeached. Is it, is it a civil war if nobody gives a shit if you secede? Is, there, is that a civil war? What if you have a civil war and nobody cares? Why don't you just secede? Do it. It's like when your teenage, bratty teenager says, I'm going to move out. Go ahead. Finally. Get out. I'm tired. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of you threatening to the civil war. What? I don't know. There will be no shots fired. We don't want you. You can have Kansas, Tennessee, whatever you want. Have it. We'll keep civilization. I'm tired of spending my blue state dollars to prop up your methadone clinic. Because you don't like taxes. I mean, really? God, why don't they secede already? I was uh, when I was on Twitter today when I was watching the impeachment hearings. I was just like, "Go!" I tweeted. Uh, not that they respond. I don't know if they even see it. Some of these Republican traitors, these representatives. I was just like, "Get out already! Will you please leave? Will you please secede?" We can do it. We can. We can do anything. They say we we put a man on the moon. Numerous times. Can't we come up with some kind of separation agreement? You know what I mean? We can split this shit up. Finally, you can have your... I don't know what you do. You can have your Jesus for your health care. You can have your your intelligent design in, in college. Go right ahead. You can have your American Taliban, but a bit more Jesus-y. Do it. Go ahead, but do not inflict it on my civilization, on the United States, on, the, on those who are capable of functioning in a free democratic society. You go, because nobody wants to go to Kansas, I'm telling you, unless they're born there, and most people want to get the hell out. Or Tennessee. No one is pining all over the world. I got to go see Tennessee before I die. 
No, no one wants it. So go. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't get it. Just don't, don't, no. Can you have a civil war if nobody cares? What if you, what if you had a civil war and nobody came? Just go. It's time, man. It really is. Enough is enough. You can pretend that you're Donald Trump. Go and have him. Go and pretend that he's saving you. And yet, then you can have all your fantasies come true. You can have Donald Trump 2020, Tiffany Trump 20, whatever, you know, and on and on. Uh, 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 Baron Trump 2050. Really? Remember all those? Oh, you were going to make our lib heads explode with your, that movie, Donald Trump into the future, all the Trumps, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump. Uh, on and on, Tiffany Trump, Ivanka Trump, all of them ruling over you like an intergenerational aristocracy, the likes of which the founders fought a revolution to overthrow. Because I understand you never liked America. You never liked it. You never get it. You never, it's not only do you hate America, it's like you're confused by America. That's the thing. They hate what they're confused by. They pretend to love because that's it's this cognitive dissonance. They they wrap themselves in the flag. They'll have a, fl- a flag uh, curtains, flag outside the house, flag shirt, flag hat, flag on their bumper stickers, but flag you know flag up the wazoo, flag underwear, flag glasses, flags. It does you know you can masturbate into a flag. Go f- go for it. But it doesn't mean that you understand what it means. That's that's why they they they're overcompensating for their confusion by wrapping themselves in all kinds of flag paraphernalia, because they have zero idea about of what it means to be an American. Americans fight fascism. Americans are, uh, what is it, Uh, they pledge their lives, fortunes, and sacred honor to each other. We're a nation of immigrants. We allow immigration, and we have asylum laws. So the migrants who are presenting themselves at the border, they're not coming here illegally. They're following the law. So they'll get a day in court. Not everybody gets to stay here. Yeah, that's true. But there are, there's a system in place. So that, that doesn't mean when somebody presents themselves at the border, they're coming here legally. And, uh, you could say they're coming here illegally as, uh, as many times, as many times as you like on your propaganda channel. That doesn't make it true. That's the other thing. Donald Trump Jr., that's what I was saying earlier. He was saying, oh, my mother's an immigrant. I, uh, but she came here legally. So are those who are c- coming to the border, the ones who you're separating th- their children, they're coming here legally too. Asshole, Donald Trump Jr., under asylum laws. That's legal, you scumbag. <sighs> but honestly, go away. Get, uh, go. Then you can go do whatever you want. You want to murder hibernating bears? Like, it, 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 go for it. 
You know, you, uh, there are many places on earth that are filled with horrible people that have shitty, disgusting, backwards ass, archaic, Jesus y or Allah y civilizations that are, ex- are sad excuses for civilization that have entrenched, concentrated wealth and a large pool of assholes to exploit. So go for it. Get out. You know, you could have your Saudi Arabia equivalent, except more Jesus-y. I mean, we'll take the refugees that want to leave. Why not? It's like the Canadians. They speak a language, you know, come on over, whatever. There'll be, how many people will leave? You'll see. All all of the decent people will be like, I'm out of here. Be like mass exodus out of, I don't know what you want to call yourself. You can call yourself the Confederacy. Why not? Put that flag back up. The flag of losers and traitors. You'll still be losers and traitors. But you'll have your heritage, your flag of, of losers and traitors. And we remind you of what losers and traitors you are. Unbelievable, though. I don't get it. But Go. I I agree. You know, they keep saying that every time we want we talk about having universal health care and they're one of the Republican the incessant Republican excuses for universal health care uh, against universal health care is that oh we're just too big here in the United States. It's just too many people, we're too big, we can never do it. And so, okay, maybe you're right. We can never really have a functioning civilization because we're too big and the, the, the lowest, uh, dumbest places are, have entirely too much power. So that's not a, a system that works. And I'm, re- I'm really tired of being under the tyranny of a bunch of Twitter trolls. So... Get out. That's my that's my um, remedy, really. Ultimately, I I have other remedies. My other remedy, if that doesn't work, the of course we want we would love to have a functioning democracy, but we're not going to get one until we get a a political party and it, with a candidate that understands what the fucking problem is and how to fix it and that income disparity and upward immobility is not natural it's not just by a turn of the cycle as fdr said it is done because uh, when he said that, well, what his quote is, uh, I'll paraphrase that we are, yes, we are coming back, but not by a mere, not by chance or not by a turn of the cycle, which is what the, what the right wingers always say. Oh, it's just the natural fluctuations of the market. What FDR said, it's no, it's not. It's because we planned it that way. So they planned, FDR planned, to build a a functioning middle class from the ground up. We can do that. You have to do it deliberately. You do it by progressive taxation. And you do it by recognizing what the frickin' problem is. So I don't want to hear this bullshit about, like, Joe Biden saying how, oh, uh, nothing will change. 
when I'm president, I don't want to vilify anybody. Really? Well, it's, it's not about vilifying. It's about recognizing. Oh, uh, it's, and it's not about purity tests either. It's about uh, reality checks. Purity tests? Do you recognize that there is that the United States is now the most unequal of all the OECD nations? More unequal than even England that has a friggin' monarchy and a king? And it was the exact opposite 40 years ago? So how did that happen? It happened by design. Oh my god. This show was a roller coaster tonight of ups and downs and disappointments and cats jumping. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Junior, say something. I'm trying to make him say meow, but he won't he won't talk. Talk on cue. Say something. Hello? Talk. Talk. <laughs> Talk. All right. He's not talking. So I'm losing my voice again. Stephen Miller's getting married. I'm not. I don't care. I mean, I do, but I don't. I don't. I don't have a lot of time in my life either. I would like. Yeah, of course I would like to be loved. That's really what it's about, isn't it? Isn't life about love? For normal people, even Stephen Miller, that's the thing. I, well, you know that Trump is a sociopath. You know Stephen Miller is broken somewhere, somehow. What is wrong with him? I do not know. Someone who who wants to marry that scumbag is broken, too. I don't care if she has a nice smile or you don't allow a Stephen Miller to be intimate with you. Ugh. Stephen Miller. Come on. And you're, uh, and you're a functioning person? I mean, maybe... And no one is ugly, quote-unquote. It's what you are inside that makes you who you are. You know what I mean? The le- most, even uh, untraditionally, let's say, you know... I'm not saying unattractive. It's not unattractive. Love is from the heart, the inside. You get to know somebody. Makes them more attractive, right? But Stephen Miller's ugliness is to the bone. He is an ugly person inside and out. Not, uh, and that, that's what makes him ugly. Melania is ugly. She's disgusting. Because she, she's one of them. I don't care what she looks like, what plastic surgery she has, or what stupid, I don't really care, do you, jackets, uh, fashion statements she's making. She's ugly. What you are, what you do. That's what they say, right? You are what you repeatedly do. How about when you repeatedly think and if you have a you have the power to to really affect people's lives and that's what you do with your power 
is you you come up with plans to to cause so much pain and lasting damage to the to children that they won't want to come to your to your country what a filthy disgusting waste of human dna the ugliest human beings are all in all in the republican party all of them you know i have a lot of criticism for the democratic party but they're not ugly you know what i mean uh, there's at least they're trying in some form some of them are clearly a little too greed centered for my liking just like the damn filthy fascist republicans in in many ways because they're human they're goddamn human that's the problem but you want to bring out the best in people right that's the goal that's what you hope you don't you don't use your power that's what you do people dream of having that kind of power to to affect positive change not stephen miller He's reading Camp of the Saints, trying to bar people from, the, from having the same opportunities his family had. That's, but that's who they are. That's, they're disgusting. Ugly. All right. Uh, I'm going to bed. It's like, the le- it's after 11 p.m. now. I know the show was a roller coaster of technical problems, mic problems, problems, mental problems, cat problems, girl problems, Nazi problems. I mean, we got problems. We got 99 problems on this bitch, and a bitch is is one of them. So. I don't know. Like I always say, we stick together, we win. We have to. We have to stick together. And I'm sorry if I didn't see any super chats because I don't have my other... Oh, wait, here we go. Thank you, Stephen Lee. Always with the super chat, Stephen. And I think Stephen left early tonight. And I appreciate it. It matters. This is what keeps me going. When I get... I'm telling you. it's. I know that not everyone can afford to be a patron. Or to contribute a super chat. But everything that you do. Just being here helps. And the super chats and the patrons help too. I appreciate that. But there's other ways you can help the show. If you want to. If you want to show, if you want the show to grow, I would like it to grow, but I can't do it myself. I'll be s- screaming into the wind. I just had this m- memory <laughs> of when I was a kid. You know what I used to do? I'll tell you. I used to open my. Maybe it was a precursor to what's going on here, but a little different. I used to open my window when I was a child and my and so my window in my room looked out onto the backyard and I would sing out the window at night I would sing over the rainbow (laughs) you see isn't that a child's innocence for the whole neighborhood I would sing I thought that they would appreciate it (laughs) 
<laughs> now that I realize, they were probably like, what is that? What is that incessant racket I hear every evening? Of a child scratching out this famous Judy Garland song. Yeah, I was a big Judy fan. I love Judy. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. And I would say, I really was sincere. I thought, let me sing to the neighborhood. <laughs> I do, I guess it's because I, I still care. It's almost like this is singing to the neighborhood in a way. Still, we're still singing to the neighborhood. And we're trying, as much as we're screaming and, and being, and letting it all hang out here, we, we are trying to make the world better. That's, that's what you could say about liberals, normal people. We want to make the world a better place. Bottom line. It's true. I've never met a liberal that's like, fuck this world, I hate this world. I mean, well, I say that, but I mean it. I don't, I'm only, it's only a passing fancy, you know? I love it enough to get up in the morning and participate and to also do this, to do the website, to do the show, to volunteer. I mean, that's how, I don't, you know, I'm obviously, as I was saying, I'm not in a relationship right now, but I, what do you say? Uh, I'm not unhappy, but, but I, there's too much work to be done. You know what I mean? I'm not, uh, there's other ways to, I don't know. I, I'm very busy <laughs> because of, it's almost to a fault though. Because I figure, you know what, I'll be sleeping a long time when I'm dead. And I do, I go to the cemetery a lot, as we talk about, because I don't want to tell. Somebody from the New York City Feral Cat said I should not talk about where the the cemetery, where the, the cats that we feed and whatnot and take care of, where they are. And it makes sense. Because some mother effing Republican, no doubt, might think, oh, I can dump my cat there. And that's what they'll do. People are scummy. Some people are. How do you dump an animal? If you, if you have an animal you can't take care of, go, there are shelters. No kill ones, too. Don't just dump it. It doesn't know how to live. It's like somebody dumped you. You know? It doesn't know how all of a sudden, okay, now I'm out on the outside. That's what they think. Now I'm going to just be like a mouse hunter out in the living outside oh it's instinct no it's not nobody showed them so like somebody puts you in the woods all of a sudden what are you gonna do there's no supermarket there <laughs> anyway <clears throat> but the time i spend in the cemetery at uh you know helping the cats or whatever it makes you think there's a million there's over a million graves in that cemetery it's one of the largest cemeteries in the united states as well as one of the oldest and i like to read the tombstones and the markers and i think about the people i'm sure some of them are assholes some of them were douchebags racists clearly but it makes you acknowledge at least the impermanence of life and so that's why it's really 
it's baffling to me, Republicans. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you spending your limited lifespan just being a selfish prick, racist, selfish, little, tiny, disgusting person? How can you do that? For real. Like Stephen Miller, being a person that votes for somebody who is not only a disgusting person in his own right, but he's not disgusting enough. He has to surround himself with disgusting people. Let's get all of the worst people. Only the worst, meaning to them it's the best. Only the best, meaning only the worst. Only the best? That's who you think? Stephen Miller? That's going to be your senior policy advisor? Somebody who is waking up in the middle of the night, coming up with ways to traumatize children who, who are, whose parents are fleeing and, and trying to have a shot at life like your effing great-grandfather did. Ah, <sighs> boy. And it's only Wednesday. All right, it's only, it will be Thursday in about, it's very soon. So I'm, I need to go to bed. I need to be unconscious. I do. Maybe I'll dream of a nice place. I will be floating and flying. You know what I mean? Thank you, everyone, for hanging out. You helped me. <laughs> I'm sorry about the mic. That's why I ask you to please become a patron and super chat, whatever you got to do. And thank you for being part of this community, this growing community. There's a lot of people in the chat, and that's only on YouTube. There's other video streams out, and I'm afraid, I'm really sorry that I don't see the chats for Facebook coming in on, at, li at live and maybe one day there'll be I don't know I'll figure it out how to do a, a better have the communities more integrated somehow yes <laughs> as Paradu says we stick together we float wouldn't that be nice <laughs> yes YouTube is probably the place to be, frankly, I would say. If you really want to have the full Terror Buster experience, come to YouTube because the community is vibrant there and growing. And I love listening and, and looking at the, not just listening, but li looking at the chat and it makes my night. That's why, I th like I was saying earlier, that's why I was like, I'm going to do, I'm going to get on the show tonight because I'm feeling down and really like there is no hope. So I feel a little better because that's what happens. We're not all down at the same time. Do you know what I mean? That's the nature of humans. Look at this show. It's three hours long. I just saw the time. I've been doing the show for three hours. Holy shit. My, and I, you know what I said to myself? I'll just get on there for an hour. But I guess we had some technical difficulties and we'll maybe, I don't know, Saturday, maybe we'll open the phones. I haven't opened the phones in a while for, for the, uh, for the 
people, for the listeners. Maybe we'll do that. We can have a conversation instead of me just screaming. As you can hear, my voice goes. I don't know what. That's why I have my coffee here. And you can buy a mug, a resist with Francis Jr. Jr. All right, guys. I got to go to bed. I got to get up in six hours, six and a half. I'm exhausted from life, right? Isn't life exhausting? Yes. Are you exhausted, Tara Jr. Jr.? Say something. <laughs> He's a good boy. Yes. Are you good? Well, I'll get him to say something. What? He won't like this. Let me see. Oh, maybe he's saying, look, I thought he wouldn't like me touching his paws. Sometimes he hates that. Let me see. Oh! <laughs> he didn't mean it. He doesn't really bite. He didn't like that. I knew it. I was teasing you. Mwah. I'm sorry. <laughs> he's so cute. All right, let go of that. All right, guys. Thank you for hanging out. My name is Tara Devlin. We will do another show on Saturday for real. And that's that I love I kind of like these weekday shows because they are very loosey goose, as you can see. I don't have to make them go two hours. <laughs> I have to do the two hours on Saturday because they got to go to Progressive Voices. But it was really nice to see everyone during the week. Thanks for for joining me and uh, I will see you on Saturday okay we stick together we win I and I mean that we will win don't listen to me when I say there's no hope we're gonna win my name is Tara Devlin I really love you thank you so much I'll see you soon <laughs>